0: Two, and then I'm gonna tell you when we what the fuck? I was gonna say Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. Dope, 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 dope. Oh yeah, we are.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we here. All right. What's up, people? Hotep Jesus, we back. Another uncomfortable conversation. Some of y'all, this conversation is going to get real, real uncomfortable. The rest of y'all, I know y'all excited. Can't wait to uh, enjoy this piece of content. I can't wait. I'm very, very excited. Well, before we get into that, as you already know, I'm a three-time tech startup co-founder. Nigga are tech. That's right. All of my tech companies right here at the bottom of the screen. Wazo AI. Yes, we are involved in artificial intelligence. CoinbaseApp.com. We are involved in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And Jeffitize is our favorite iPhone app. Working on the Android version as we speak but i know y'all don't want to hear none of that y'all want to get right into our guest today and that's exactly what we're going to do i'd like to introduce to y'all my guest today masked up curtis Gone. what's up my brother how you feeling
2: hey what's up with you man
1: life is well why'd you start off with the? why you had the mask on
2: man i'm doing my joe biden impersonation <laughs> joe wear that mask everywhere yeah.
1: they caught him today um caught he took the mask down coughed in his hand and then put the mask back up oh
2: man oh man what do you what do
1: you what do you make of the the presidential race so far
2: did you see uh the first debate i i, I watched some of it not uh-huh. all of it you know as much as i talk about politics on twitter i'm not really into politics man i feel you i, I it's like my intro into politics really started with with the making of the film, right? Okay. And and the making of the film, that was a uh, Black, White, and Blue, my film. Right. Black, White, and Blue for anybody interested. But um the making of the film was a reaction to the to the way people were talking on Twitter um around 20, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. You know, the, the political content just got so heavy with Trayvon Martin and then Michael Brown and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot
2: of people were saying things and you know, they they supposedly was repping, repping, you know, the hood quote unquote. And it wasn't in, it wasn't in alignment with what I understand to be the hood. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. and I just, when I try to correct people or add certain things on from a firsthand experience, I had all kinds of educated idiots and these radical like feminists and intellectual eunuchs and all these people Uh-oh. like shouting me down, man. And I, I was wondering like, yo, what, calling me a coon and all this. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I, the, the film was a rebuttal to all of them, it was just too many. It was just too many suckers to lay out, man. So I just made mm. the film, and and, and and let everybody have it, not by name, but by attacking their ideology. Because one of the things I do, right, like people on social media, I don't know them, so mm. I can't really get personal with them. So what I do is I attack their heroes, their mm. role models, because that really hurts them. You see, you can't talk about no celebrity or anybody who I don't know, never met, not related to, and hurt me, because I'm not built like that. I really don't give a fuck. Even if I like them, you know, if you say something about them, what am I gonna do? Right. You know what I mean? But these people are built, they so fragile and they so sensitive, you know what I mean? It, it's really easy to break them down. So I, I turned in kind of like, I don't want to say a, a Twitter bully, uh-huh. but I, I I was just dragging them, you know what I mean? A villain, then, a
1: villain, maybe, maybe like yeah, a righteous yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I decided to wear the black hat, supposedly yeah. because the people wearing the white hats weren't no good, not in my eye, man. You know, and um, again, a lot of women was just so disrespectful. I remember there was a, a chick on Twitter, and her, she had tweeted something uh, uh black men are the utmost trash, and I, I was like, I've never seen such hatred between black men and black women. And it's, it's like a lot of these college educated millennials
0: mm-hmm.
2: Talk about they it. kind of adopted this feminism as some kind of um, religion or something, or cult. I, I don't, mm. yo man, I never, mm. I never had any problems with black women, man. As a matter of fact, every black woman that I've come into contact with, are better for it. Mm. And I could say that with confidence.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, just, just about two weeks ago, I went to see my mom. I posted the video on my timeline. Mm-hmm. My mom hasn't seen me in over a year. She was so shocked when she saw me, because I talked to her that morning on her birthday and told her I was on my way to work to my office, mm-hmm. and I was really on my way to the airport. So she wasn't expecting me. Okay. And when I showed up, if you saw her reaction to me, you will understand what kind of man I am to uh. black women. Because you could tell a lot about how a man treats women by how he deals with his mother. You understand okay. what I'm saying? I hear you, yup. So when, when these people start projecting all their insecurities and, 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 and you know, on me,
0: uh huh,
2: I, I know they got deep rooted problems because man, to know me is to love me, man. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and everything I do, I do out of love, man. Everything I do, I do four for black people. I made that film. That film was for us, man. Mm. It, it, that, and there's no shots against anybody else. I got nothing against anybody, mm. by the way, mm. but charity begins at home. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I see so many things wrong in our community and rather than, than, than look to other people to fix it, I said, you know what? I'm gonna do my part. No, I don't think I can fix it by myself. So you gotta lead by example. And all these people that's running around with hashtag uh, activism and and, and want to be feminists and and joining all these different, these different cliques. You got a dude like LeBron James, all the money he got. Why is he on Twitter arguing with the president? You could really make something happen. That's for broke people. That's what broke dysfunctional people do argue with strangers on social media you got all this money my dude if you really want to do something yeah you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if you really want to do something you can do it and don't tell me about that school in ohio Mm. because that's a public school and he made a donation and and yes he 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 did a donation that's good but he doesn't have any input on the curriculum or anything Mm. that's just great pr at Mm. the end of the day Mm-hmm. and it's better than nothing it's better than nothing but let's call it what it is these dudes man they have so many resources at their disposal and it, it almost looks like it's one of two things going on they're either duplicitous or they just don't know what to do
0: mm-hmm.
2: and if you don't know man you need to talk to somebody who do mm-hmm. who can help you go in the right direction because man but when I see men with paper and means on on social media bickering, and I'm just like, yo, what, what's that all about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's that all about, man?
0: Yeah.
2: And, and, you know, not 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 to toot my own horn, in all honesty, but with very little modesty, I don't have I, I don't have a fraction of the paper these dudes got. Right. But I employ black people. I started a stem program in D- in Detroit mm-hmm. Coleman Coleman a young educational foundation i'm the director and I, I funded that thing to get it started get it off the ground out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. And i'm not rich, mm-hmm. but I am committed and I am sincere and I don't do shit for clout I don't do shit to get people to tune in to my bullshit show on HBO. Or buy buy my bullshit book, you understand what I'm saying? Like yo, I, I do it from the heart, man. And, and when I say black people, I don't I don't try to distinguish between whether we talking about black men, black women, black LGBT. I just say black, right? And that's it what's all this fragmentation going on that everybody wanna distinguish themselves and have their own little club? But you want your whole your own little club, but you want to fly the flag that's saying you representing all of us. You can't fly that black flag if you only representing trans or if you only you understand what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. or if you're representing women, if you black, you're black. Right. right. When, 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 when I set up that that STEM program, I didn't want to do it to help just black heterosexual kids i'm not interested in what their sexuality is i'm sure some of those kids are going to be gay that's fine with me
0: Mm
2: -hmm. i'm not getting into their personal life like that you understand what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. and and, and when people invite you into their personal life you got to wonder why Mm -hmm. what they got to do with anything why don't we all just accentuate the things that we have in common Rather than trying to distinguish ourselves like we in some special club. Ain't nothing special about you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yo, everybody out here struggling, man. Like, yo, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing special about you, man. Like, yo, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, but well. I, I look around, bro. I mean, like, man, it, it's just so much I got to say, man, because for real, for real, this whole celebrity worship thing. Yeah. You know how I see it, man? What the source of that is? What's that? the source of it really is because in our community and nobody wants to say it right? uh-huh. if you if you if you are upper upper upperly mobile professional let's just say you are an attorney you're a black attorney okay if you if you're not working for the federal government or the state city government legal you know legal aid society prosecutions office whatever whatever or you're not at a top firm and they only get us for diversity hires at top first because they really don't need us. Yeah. And I'll tell you why they don't need us in a second.
1: Huh.
2: The only other outlet and access to people with money are celebrities. Mm-hmm. So we've hung our whole hat on celebrity because, that, because that's the only source of revenue. Well, the most accessible source of revenue mm-hmm. in the community. You know, I knew I knew two very good brothers who are no longer with us, uh, Ed Woods and Reggie Osay, and they started they started a, um, a law firm back like in the '90s. Oh, sorry about Woods. Uh, Combat Jack. Combat Jack, correct. Yo, man, I I, I know them dudes, right? And and yeah, I, I knew know. them, and yo, they represented everybody from Jay Z to Diddy to to D Dot Angeletti. anybody who was popping. They was repping them. Mm. As soon as them dudes got big though, you know what they did. They went and got themselves another
1: They
2: went attorney. and got themselves a Jewish lawyer. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying, like, yo. <laughs> yo, yo. Ed Woods ended up working for Tommy Batola at a record label and Combat Jack ended up writing books and podcasts. And these was lawyers, man. Yeah, I know,
1: yeah.
2: And, and, they, and they had relationships, you know, Keep it a buck, man. Everybody's always talking about buy black and pro-black, this and all this bullshit. We don't support each other, man. Mm. It's just a bunch of clout chasing and wave riding. That's all it is. And, 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 and when you see so a lot of times the people they chasing ain't really even popping like that, mm. you'll be surprised that, that you know. Fame does not always equal fortune. You know what I mean. But if you're not, if you're not, if you're not accustomed to money or being around money, or being around power, you wouldn't even know what success really look like or what power really looked like. You just be chasing a, the bright light like a gnat or something around it. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what goes on with a lot of us, man. A whole, a whole lot of us, man. But yeah, Edwards and Reggio say, man, they, they try to do their thing. When dudes was on the come up, they was rocking with them. That's Jay-Z, all of them. Hmm. Then they got too big for them. Hmm. So basically, if, if you're a black person and you're trying to do business, I mean, wh- where you going? Me personally, and I don't care who, who don't like what I got to say. Mm-hmm. I'd be damned if I if I start a business catering specifically to black people. My business is for everybody because I want everybody's money. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like everybody, money good over here, man. You know what I mean? Like, ah, <laughs> yo, yo, look, 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 look. Uh, you know, when people come up with business plans, talking about they doing this just for black people, I will be like, you sure about that, yeah, now? You know what I mean? Like, yo, <laughs> yo grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> <you> understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yo, <laughs> you, you feel me, man? Like, yeah, oh man, yeah. I want everybody money, man. But mm. again, I got a commitment. Community. All jokes aside, man, because I, I'm 56, man. I'm, I'm an older dude. i don't been God through bless. so many different phases, and, and you know, I, I've been a um. I, I, I've done damage in the community, and and, and you know, I'm trying. Try, and I'm I've done good, and mm-hmm. I, and I'm trying to go out doing good. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, you know after after manliness, they can only be godliness. You dig what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as you evolve to a certain point, man, you gotta try to be as righteous as possible. You know, I went through the phases of trying to, you know, not trying to, but actually demonstrating my strength in all of these things. You know what I mean? Like, And that, that's like behind me now. You know what I mean? The strength mm-hmm. is still there, but I, I've elevated to a different level. So I try to do positive things and try to contribute. And when I speak ill of certain people, that that are black it's not because I'm jealous of them it's not because I'm trying to tear down black people it's because i see them as a problem man mm. you, you understand what i'm saying mm. it's because i see them as a problem and a lot of people man they they just follow blindly mm. behind people man and, ooh, and, and ooh. who are some of those people you think are 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 a problem i mean honestly man i like i like entertainers yeah to entertain. Right. They don't have a business speaking on anything outside of that. 99% of them. Right. Maybe 1% of them might know something, you know what I mean? Like, like
1: Killer Mike or somebody
2: like that. Yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Like Mike really know stuff about politics and history, but a whole lot of like, what the fuck is Cardi B doing interviewing Joe Biden? Like, yo, this is not, And but that, that is a symbol of who they think we are. Uh-huh. They think they gotta go that low in order to relate to us, and I don't have anything against Cardi B. Right, you understand? I, I think she do what she do, and she is for. There's a certain crowd out there that like what she doing, like what Megan The Stallion doing, all of them. But they can't represent the collective. Mm. They are a subset within the group, and you cannot you cannot have the minority representing the collective. You know what I mean? Mm. And and and. and and when you reward a thing, you perpetuate it. So, hmm. if you re, if you're putting people on a pedestal for indulging in all kinds of deviant, debauchery, trollop behavior, that's that's telling these these little young girls that's coming up, this is the way to go. Yep. Nah, man, that's not the way to go and they getting their bread and all that. And that's good for them, man. Maybe that's all they can do to get money. She don't strike me as being a Mensa member. You understand what I'm saying? So (laughs) if she gonna be talking about WAP and all that, well, I mean, what do you expect from her? Right. You dig what I'm saying? Get yours, but you can't be a role model. And she's not the one that's even trying to be a role model. Mm. We have a system that is consciously Presenting false idols to people in our community to lead us astray. See, what we have are not leaders; we have misleaders.
0: Mm.
2: On a political level, everything on a social level, it seems. See, and when people talk about white supremacy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a topic that I don't, I don't like to get into because, to me, it, it almost feeds the um the whole victim narrative, right? Right. And and whether I'm a victim or not, I'm not going to think of myself as one ever, man. Indeed. You, you dig what I'm saying? Cuz that's like waving the white flag to right. me. Right. You, you, you feel you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you done tapped like, out and gave up. Yeah, man. I'm still in the fight. <laughs> oh, I understand the forces against me, right. but but I, but I'm in the fight though, you know? And 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 and, and when when they talk, when I when I hear people talk about white supremacy, that's the thing that I don't like. I don't mm. like the fact that people like Leo Cohen, and and and, and Jimmy Iovine, mm. and Brian Turner, and David Geffen, mm. and a whole lot of others. They make their money mm. off of promoting and exploiting black dysfunction, mm. and then they find black front people like a Dr. Dre or whoever to to. To, to make it seem palatable to us. Like uh-huh. they give us our heroes. They make them, they make our heroes for us, you see? And, I, and they are the people that I named because you got to look at it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy ivey's daughter went to uh, USC. Jimmy Iovine donated $30 million to USC. Dr. Dre donated 30 million to USC. Mm. You see, he got to do what Jimmy do. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if all 60 was really Jimmy money. And he said, hey, we're going to make it look like you gave up 30, you <laughs> dig what I'm saying? Like, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. You, you, you,
2: you understand? Yeah. They get money as long as they be good boys and good girls. Uh-huh. And and again, I ain't going to knock them for being that or doing that, but they can't be my spokespeople. Right. If you compromise and you broken like that, you cannot be my spokesperson. I'm not on the Forbes list probably. I'll never get on there and that's fine with me because that's not how I see success. Hmm. Success to me, Hotep is like, I wake up in the morning, I start my day whenever the fuck I want to start my day. (laughs) That's success. You understand what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about these dudes and all their cars and their cribs all over and all these nasty women they got surrounding them. (laughs) I do what the fuck I wanna do when the fuck I wanna do it. Uh, and when people be talking about uh, trying to get money, I'm getting paid and all, don't nobody pay me, man. Uh, don't nobody pay me, I pay me. Uh, Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I pay yeah. me. The things I do, I do from the heart. The opinions I have, they are genuinely mine. Mm. That's how I feel. Yeah. I ain't out here auditioning for butter biscuits like them. They think that's what everybody do because that's what they do. They all out here trying to find a white zaddy to take care of them, uh-uh. ideological one. Anyway, sponsor me, daddy. Yeah. I'll say whatever you need me to say. I'll be a good Negro that you want me to be. See, I ain't that dude, man. Uh, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? I ain't that dude, man. I, I, I'm my own man. And even when, long time ago, even when I was in the street, I was never up under anybody. I got my first job when I was 34. Mm. 34 years old, man. And you know how I got that job, man? Tell me about it. I, I was a member of a, a, a organization called the Coalition. Okay. And the Coalition used to go around the job sites in New York and pressing the uh, the unions to hire minorities because the unions were all mob controlled. The real mob, not member of blood, Bloods and none of that, the real mafia. Yeah. They had the five families, they was controlling all the unions and no blacks were getting hired. Mm-hmm. And I was part of an organization that went around and made them hire Blacks. bro. We rolled up on a job site one time, man, and and we, we talked to the Italian shop steward, and he said, yo, you gotta take some Blacks so you, you can't work around, because they was working in our community. Mm. You can't work in our community and not hire people from the community, right. you understand? Back then was when Black people wanted to do construction. I don't think they want to do construction no more. You know what I mean? But yeah. but, 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 but but anyway, <laughs> but, but anyway, man, uh-huh. he told us, he said, man, I, I got two black guys and he pointed to two black dudes over there. And my man who was with us, he said, yo, man, those are your niggas take two hours. And he took two and we left. You understand? That's mm. how we was moving, bro. You, you dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, no I flies on. look, man, I apply pressure. It ain't no front. My record speaks for itself. I'm 56 and you go back to my neighborhood and I ain't been around there in, in 25 years, man. And dudes who never even seen me know who I am. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and, and that ain't me bragging, but sometimes you gotta put it out there, man, because a lot of these bozos, they be thinking you and them are on the same wavelength. And we really not, man. Right. We really not on a whole different level. You dig what I'm saying? And like, your, and your,
1: your street resume is? is uh how do you say well respected
2: well you you know look man I, I, I i'm gonna say this right um one thing everybody know about me man is that just on on, on, a, on a mental it, it, it i might not be who you want to mess with man you know like i i mean I, I used to have a saying like you know like when we used to go through the system and all that man like if there's 21 people in the bullpen, I'm the 22nd person you wanna fuck with, right? Mm. What I'm saying? Because being strong and aggressive is cool and all that, but when you got a mind to direct that aggression,
0: Mm.
2: see, yo man, the strong rule the weak, but the wise rule the strong. Mm. Blessed are we who are both strong and wise, for we maintain an abundance of options. You understand what I'm Mm. saying? And that's how I move, man. A lot of dudes got one, or the other mm-hmm. but very few cats got both man right you feel what i'm saying right. so yeah. i i i i walked i walked a unique path all my life uh. and, and, and you know i still got some rounds in me man you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> case cats want a rumble <laughs> yeah, i still got some rounds in me chap you know what <laughs> i mean like yo man that fire's still there man my, look man I, my cheek is strong bro i think you some people
1: I mean? might not be aware but you used to be, I guess,
2: like muscle for people back in the day, or security. Nah, never, no, nah, I, I was never muscle for nobody, bro. You know, okay. um, the truth of the matter is, man, I was always a, a thinker, man. First and foremost, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I, I went to I went to Catholic school, and I always was an A student. I went to Brooklyn Tech, one of the specialized high schools in New York. Mm-hmm. Got a Regents diploma. Took chemistry, for, uh, physics. Foundry, trigonometry—you name it, man. Mm. Like you know, some people try to take the bare minimum just to get out of school and make a big deal when they walk across the stage, man. My joints was all top notch. You uh, feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, but what what happened was when did I started, than me. like, huh?
0: <laughs> did better than me.
2: <laughs> yo, look, yo, look. When, when when I started, uh, when I started like just being out out in the hood, man. You know, again, the intellect. I started recognizing that, you know, you gotta speak to people in the language they can understand, you know? Right. If I get down in and start talking about, you know, science and, and history, don't nobody give a fuck about that on the block, man. Right you gotta go upside somebody's head man they understand that they be like oh yeah he bought that you, know <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. i you i figured it out man and, and especially when you start having dudes around you who go hard who, who put that pressure down even though you're the thinker and you're the asset you need them to understand that you could do what they do and not just do what they do, but do it better. Cause mm. that's the only thing that keep them in line. Otherwise, man, they'd be looking to, to eat your food one day. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, so man, that people say it a lot but I don't think they really understand. Like, you, you know, it, it, it's chess, not not checkers, man. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. chess, you gotta play the game from the neck up, man. Mm. And, and master all the people that play it from the shoulders down. You mm. feel me? Mm-hmm. You know, um. True story, right? So, and, and I'm gonna drop names because anybody could check, do anything. I don't give a fuck. I say what I got to say. anybody gonna say or do nothing to me any motherfucking way, right? right. So, check. You know, um, you know the the, the 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 situation with with uh, me and Jay, right? Me and Which Jay?
1: Jay, Mr. Jay. Okay.
2: Right. So, look. Prior to all of that, there was a guy on Jay's block named Harold Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, and he's still around. And Harold would verify for anybody that want to go ask him. This dude, Harold, man, he he was accused of breaking in an apartment. And he was living in Brooklyn in Bushwick at the time. And yo, some dudes had kidnapped him from his house, right, mm-hmm. in front of his wife and kid, broad daylight. And and you know who name he was he was calling, begging them to call? Mm. Mine, right? And I was in I was in Virginia at the time. I was at Hampton University. I'll never forget I was in the student union in 19, 1986, okay. 87, somewhere around there. I was only there for one year. I was I was there out on appeal bail. But Harold, they, I got a call, and they had Harold at the dump in Brooklyn, there was a dump off the Belt Parkway between Brooklyn and Queens back then. I don't think it's a dump, a landfill anymore, but okay. they had took him to the dump. I don't know what they were gonna do with him at the dump. I don't know, right? Okay. But I got the call. And this is Jay's friend, his one of his best friends. Mm. Matter of fact, he used to be Jay's muscle, right? Okay. And Harold, the dude who had him, who grabbed him, they called me because Harold was begging them saying that I knew that he didn't do it. Okay, And they called me and I was in the student union. I picture this man, I'm 22. I'm in the student union in Virginia and I'm talking to some cold killers on the telephone and they got Harold at the dump. God knows what they're about to do to him. Right, And they asked me, they said, yo man, we got this dude, they called him Lovey at the time, Lovey. They said, yo, we got Lovey over here, man. This this dude he just keep begging, calling your name, man. Da, da, da. I said, Yo, what's up? Hmm. They said, you know, they told me the situation. I said, Yo, he didn't do that, man.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, I didn't have proof, but I I just I, I knew it. I right? knew him, yeah. And, and 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 the cat who had gave them the word to do it, he said, yo, man, you always be stopping me. Cause he wanted to finish him. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, man, and and and, and again, when I, I tell you. Playing from the neck up, right? Yeah. When he said you always be stopping me, because again, a lot of dudes, man, they 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 like to do a lot of you know aggressive over-the-top stuff. And to me, that's just really bad for business. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it brings a lot of heat. When he said that to me, man, I told him, I said, Look, man, I said, just don't kill him, man. Mm. So he said, okay, because he wanted something. He had grabbed him. He mm. didn't just want to let him go. Right. You know what he did? They broke Harold's leg, man, with a jack. You know, the old jacks that used to be in the car, the big ones from back in the day yeah. under the bumper? Yeah. They grabbed the jack. They hit him with the jack in his leg, and he held the jack, and he wouldn't let go. And then when he wouldn't let go the jack, they shot him in his leg and left him in the dump. Mm. And I know this because Harold told me this, and Harold was always grateful to me for saving his life. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and this, and I was 22. And the reason why I brought Jay up because that was one of the reasons me and Jay could never really be cool, man. Jay never knew the real story of what happened with that. Uh-huh. And he always held that against me. Uh-huh. All he had to do was ask his man, right you understand what i'm yeah. saying Yeah. no but see i don't talk about all the shit i did you dig right. what i'm saying right. so it's, it's almost like i'm an, an enigma for some people because what's the use of discussing it with people if that ain't they that ain't they like i'm talking about it now because it's like 30 something years later you feel what i'm right. saying right. but but man but back then a lot of those cats they don't they don't they never really understood how i was moving how many people i helped and
1: so on and so forth mm. Mm. you know yeah so that it was is, so how was jam master jay's homie yeah they lived next door to each other so like, why did so them. why
2: did jam master jay have problems with you if you just saved this man's life i don't think he knew because uh, he wasn't really in the mix like that uh, you know like he yeah. was. he was a cool dude but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't moving like we was moving man. okay you know like he lived on the same block with um with Run's first wife, I think her name was Vanessa. She's the one that got Jojo and Angie and the other other girl. And and that's how Run got to know Jay. Mm. And Run really put Jay on because that was like his hood pass, because he, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Because he ain't had no hood pass, you know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, <look. laughs> and, and listen, and Ron was my man too, you know, we went to Catholic school together, me and DMC. Okay. Like, I used to walk to school together and everything, but that was like up until like eighth grade. And by the time we got like 18, 19, you know, I we just kind of like went different ways. As a matter of fact, Ron used to DJ in my basement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his real name was DJ Run. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to be a DJ, not a rapper. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you know, but but yeah, man, yeah, Ron put Jay on because you know, uh Jay was his hood pass, man. Jay knew everybody. Mm. Everybody knew Jay. Jay was a very likable guy. People Mm. liked him. Okay. You know what I mean? But nobody was scared of him though.
1: Right.
2: You feel what I'm saying? And recently
1: some dude came out, uh, I think it came out, some dude was indicted for
2: yeah, 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 I, I I, know I know that joke too. two. They, we all from the same, like literally Queens. around the corner from each other. Ronald Washington, Tenard, and Lil D and all of them. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's a whole other story, man. But yeah. you know, I just, I don't think that case is over.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, the story that I'm hearing, there's gotta be some missing pieces to it. Mm. But it it don't matter, you know, it don't matter to me, man. It,
0: look, right. it ain't me. Yeah, yeah, you know,
2: I, I carried that. I carried that cloud for a long time, man. And, and, and again, in all honesty, with very little modesty, with, with all that hanging over my head, man, I, I put together a, a book deal, Queens Reign Supreme by Ethan Brown. Got a start review in Publishers Weekly. I was a published journalist in Playboy. Um, I, I wrote in King magazine. I produced on um, on on TV, American Gangster the Fat Cat episode, the Supreme McGriff episode, and the Shower Posse. Um, I produced my own film. I started a a business, an outpatient mental health facility. I employed dozens of Black people. Um, I got behind Coleman Young in Detroit, uh, helped him start his consulting company after he got out of politics, helped him start the foundation, the STEM program over there in in Detroit. Um, Mm -hmm. Yo, man, I just keep mashing. Mm -hmm. And I did all of that, right? Check it out. I did all of that being suspected of a murder of a high profile uh, uh, individual. Got all kinds of bozos coming in my Twitter feed talking about you, the so and so, who killed Jam Master Jay. You know what I mean? Uh, Repeatedly. Oh, 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 no. These people, man, these boot licking, good for nothing. You know, they talk about uh, reforming the criminal justice system. and they, they always trying to do something that's pro-black and talking about police reform and all this. And yo, man, it's just a gimmick. Mm. They call the police, they will send you to jail quicker than yo. That, that's why I be laughing at them. i be like, Yeah, okay, sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but 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 just think about all the things that I managed to accomplish with that cloud over my head, man. We're on, and that didn't even in, in, involve all the things that went on in my history before that. Yeah. And, and look at what I did. So when they sit around and tell me about um, structural racism and institutional racism and systemic racism and all this, I, I'm not saying that it don't exist. I'm saying like, man, I ain't gonna let it stop me though, man. Mm. Mm. You understand? Mm. And they got they got a better hand than me, man. A lot of them is middle class, college educated and all of that. But you know what? That's why I call them educated idiots. You dig what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. so they, 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 there's an old saying, they know the book but they don't know the chapters. You dig what oh. I'm saying? Like, yo, hey, they got a lot to learn. And instead of them trying to talk me down, man, they really need to try to learn from me, because I'm giving away the game for free. You, you mm-hmm. dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I give away the game for free every day on that social media platform. Facts. We'll talk. Facts, yeah.
1: These kids don't know what's going on. Shout out to Halima. Thank you. She said uh, she sent a $4 super chat. Thank you very much. Shout out to Chad. Chad's in the building. Keep bringing these amazing guests. Uh, this one was a long time coming. I'm glad to see it happen. Peace and love to all of Hotep Nation, all of our allies, Hotep. Appreciate y'all. Um, but yeah, I mean these these uh but they're not
2: even kids, man. They be like in their late twenties, early thirties and stuff, man. But like, they're not For me, a kid is under 25, man. You but, know what I mean? Like
1: when I say kid, I mean like ask these cats who John Singleton is. They they are so detached from any part of black culture. You know, like you said, a lot of them go find a blackness at a HBCU. They not black until they get there. You know, man, man. But they don't know their history. They don't. They don't know the code. <laughs> you know, like it's a certain hidden culture and in code in, in, in black culture, they don't know none of that. And so I say young. I mean, very much young, as in young. Well, They're
2: immature. And... They're immature for sure. Okay, you know what I mean. They also don't have a lot of self respect, man, you know, mm. because it's so quick to easy to disrespect people, man. And you, and you know, like somebody like me, like I'm giving you the Disney version of my past. You dig what I'm saying? And, and when you meet me, I'm going to be as polite as can be. You, you understand, but, right. but you'll find that with people of a certain cloth because they understand that when it's time to go, it's time to go. But see, lip professors, man, mm-hmm. they think when they talk, you're just gonna talk, and it's gonna be a tongue wrestling match. They don't understand that, you know. They might say something, and it might be off with their head. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. They be like, yo, why'd you do that? You, you feel what I'm saying, right, like, right. yo, because they, they, they in a world where everybody's just so freely free with their words and and disrespect, and they never have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like? So I just I just let it be and let it go, man. You know, but um uh, but yeah that 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 was that man but uh the other thing I wanted to ask you, man. Another they they call me hotep all the time. I don't even know what hotep. <laughs> what is hotep, bro? They 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 say it like it's an insult, you know what <laughs> what I mean? They always call me hotep. i have been mean, like, I don't even know what that is, you know. <laughs> Yo, any
1: any black person who has that. That mindset that you have, where it's like, all right, maybe this white supremacy thing may exist, but I'm not about to acknowledge it and give credence to it, because I'm too busy building my my own empire, right? I'm too Dude. busy, you know. They're gonna call that hotel. Oh, You're okay. right. It's just that mindset that they, you know, don't like, and um, so that's how I got my name because I was online, uh talking about how Black Lives Matter was a ruse, and we'll talk about that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I was exposing a lot of that stuff. I exposed DeRay, I exposed Sean King, 2015.
2: You know what I mean? I remember remember when you did that. I remember that. Yeah, I
1: remember you responding. You like, oh, okay, you a real one. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I remember when you did that.
1: Yeah, so you know, so they called me Hotep. I'm like, you can't be a Hotep. Hotep means uh, satisfaction, if you ask Shaka Akmos. And some of the other definitions might be to be at rest or to be at peace. So we use it as, you know, you just heard us use it as a greeting before, hotep, you know, whatever, whatever. But it was never mm-hmm. a noun. You couldn't be a hotep. But when they started calling me hotep, I'm like, you know what, fine. Like, I'm going to have to preserve this ancient You embraced term. it. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. So now they use it as a pejorative, and I'm just like, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Um i watched black white and blue film okay i loved it
2: thank you man
1: i loved it it was it was absolutely um amazing work um you mentioned something earlier um about the film and how you wanted to be fair and if if a lefty would have made that film it would have been super biased let's be honest right Mm -hmm. you didn't make the film biased. it was actually quite objective
2: and, and they still hate
1: it on me, bro. I don't get that. Like, first of all, I want to know what made you. Want to be objective instead of completely biased and say, you know what, I don't agree with these Black Lives Matter cats. I'm not even going to give them a voice. What Listen, made you say I, I have to be fair?
2: Because I always leave room that I could be wrong. Um, you okay. understand? Yeah, I, 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 I'm always mindful. As sure as I am of certain things, I could be like, you know what? Just, you. What if there's something you don't see here? You know, and and uh, and, and just just not a lot of that going on. Uh-huh. One of the things that when I was doing the film, and let me let me say this too about the film, right? Okay. You got to look at it. It's it's very objective. Yes, Black Lives Matter got 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 thrown under the bus, but I had plenty of people in there who thought it was great, mm-hmm. including my guy in Detroit, Coleman right. Young. Right. Listen, just to go off on a tangent a little bit, he is a, a Democrat, a self-described progressive, and he thought he thinks Black Lives Matter is great. Right. But I support him and I work with him. And I don't agree with any of those things. But that's because the big picture is through him I can help people who look like me. Mm. See, and and that's the thing. I just accentuate the things that we have in common. I'm not one of those people running around looking for reasons to cancel anybody. Yo, we could be very different. But if there's some way we could come together to help the greater mission, Mm. then let's do that. So do you think do you think
1: that you Cause you you're doing this because you actually care. do you think that everybody else doesn't actually care about the black community? They They're might just be clout hustling. chasing. They
2: might be fucking hustling. Yeah. That that's the conclusion I'm coming to. You know what I mean? But 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 uh, but again with the film, right? Uh-huh. Self-funded. Right. Yo, man. A black female director? Mm, Asian I mean, North. that's the wave right now. Right yo man if you look at every film dealing with racial trauma in our community just look at who makes the films there's almost like sometimes there'll be at least 40 to 90 people involved Hmm. and 98 percent of them will be white Hmm. you understand yeah so yeah And, and and you gotta be asking yourself why are so many white people so concerned about our issues, and if you're really concerned, why don't you do something yeah. except make films about it? And that's because the documentaries are all propaganda. Every last one of them, from that Sandra Bland to Khalid 13? You, you, huh? Thirteen. I didn't see that, but okay. if Ava DuVernay's involved with it, it's propaganda. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, yo? I don't even have to. I just need to see the names. I'll be like, okay bootlickers are us now i don't need to i don't need to bother <laughs> with that my 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 man my business partner he put me onto the 1619 joint i looked at it i see i, I, seen, I was like Nah, i don't need to watch this because mm. i already know what the intent and purpose is behind it okay. you know what i mean but uh, asia norris black female asia was only 25 when that film was fin- finished right. if we had went if we had went hard body and uh uh bash trump and, and and praise Black Lives Matter. She probably would have been on Good Morning America. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? It's all rigged, bro. There was a there was a um, a young black chick that made a document a documentary called Who's Streets, okay. and um, it was at Sundance, and there was a fictitious lesbian couple in the in the film, but all the real drama. Uh, um in ferguson this film was about the upright the riots in ferguson they call it uprising they got all this glamorous names for just what we already know is just you know whatever instead with all the real drama in in ferguson she she made a documentary about a fictitious lesbian couple and it got picked up at sundance yo anything these people celebrate is full of shit, and it ain't for us. Fuck the Grammys. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck Sundance. Fuck all of this shit, man. <laughs> and if you're running behind it, you've been had. You've been hoodwinked.
0: Mm.
2: You know, all all you're really doing is trying to be one of their tools when you're running behind it. Because when you see what's really going on, what the fuck is a Who's Streets? Has anybody even seen it? No. Uh, they showing. They showing you. If you want, if you want some butter biscuits, you gotta, you got you gotta push, you gotta push this narrative here. Yeah. This poor helpless Negro, and those good white folks, we gonna come to the rescue. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the white supremacy that I got a problem with. Um. I don't need you to help me. I need you to get the fuck away from me. That's what I need. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people talk about proud boys and this one and that one. I don't even know what the proud boys. I just heard of them this year. I don't even give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the KKK. Fuck all of them, man. Like, listen, when you look in your neighborhood and you complaining about gentrification, Mm. it ain't the fucking Proud Boys or the KKK. You understand? Like, I don't understand. These people are just—they either disingenuous or they just confused like a motherfucker, man. They can't—they can't see the forest for the trees, man. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, but—but again. The film, the film to me was a work of art because it wasn't perfect. It had technical imperfections. But when you think about it, the content and the backstory that I put that film together with everybody from Twitter, from Fonte and Zoe, from um, who did the music, they did the score. I wrote the fucking theme song, Black, White, and Blue. Huh. Me and Asia did everything, carried all the equipment, cameras, booked interviews. Uh, did the interviews, like, yo, man, this, it was a Herculean task, bro. Mm, You understand mm, what I'm saying? It it really was. It really was. And instead of us getting commended for it, I got all kinds of fucking imbeciles, educated idiots. Yo, I get, and and again, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to, because I think some of these people need to be shamed, man. Mm. Yo, you go ahead and you read the reviews for that film. Yo man, so many white people bought the film and loved it. Uh-oh. So many. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that black people didn't buy. Listen, man, the film only cost $3.99 to rent. Right. And $9.99 to buy. I
1: bought it. Yeah.
2: You you understand what I'm saying? I mean, goddamn, that's that's like a a, a latte and a, a pumpkin loaf or some shit. Like, yo, you yeah. know, like, no. You can't tell me you ain't got the money. You got it, yeah. but you ain't got it for me, Uh, you know? If I get Kaepernick or or, or LeBron to to co-sign it, then the the cloud chasing and the wave riding start because there's just too much of that ingrained in our collective personality. You understand? that's it's, it's not when you good.
1: deal with that emotionally or psychologically or do you no, does it
2: not even affect you i i, I want to say it don't affect me but that's probably not the truth again knowing is half the battle and moving accordingly is the remainder Be, because i understand who we are as a people man I, I i gotta i gotta design my moves to take all of that into consideration i i'll I move forward again let me go back to the film so in the film, I met Coleman Young. Right. I never knew Coleman, I didn't even know who he was. Mm. I met him in January of 2017. Mm. What I liked about him wasn't his politics. Okay. What I liked about him was, I knew he was genuine and sincere. Mm. Coleman doesn't care about anything, but trying to help the people. That's it, that was good enough for me. Mm. I detect, you, you understand? You can
1: pick up on that.
2: Yeah, that's why I got with him. If I thought he was just a typical run-of-the-mill politician, I wouldn't have got behind him like that, man. I pivoted. Instead of putting money into marketing the film, I put money into Coleman's campaign. I was the number one uh, contributor to his campaign when he ran for mayor in 2017. I didn't know nothing about politics. If I had known, I would have known he didn't have a chance. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Yo, but but I'm passionate, bro. Yeah. I'm passionate in, in all things. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, like, hey, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: But Not I think anymore. that's a
1: valuable lesson to learn.
2: Come on, bro. You look, man. Look, man. If you think education costs, shh, woo, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the,
1: but that's the best education. Is the real you life know, stuff, right? But,
2: but 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 guess what I learned, then, right? Uh huh. I learned all this, like talking about. You gonna do this for black people and all that? That don't really mean nothing. Mm. It, it, it doesn't move the needle, bro. Mm. Detroit at the time was 83, 85% black. Right. Coleman's father is a, is a iconic mayor. They, they try to say he's a crook. He's never been indicted, nothing. Mm. What happened was when he became mayor in, in 1973, the first black mayor, the city of Detroit was doing Maybe thirty thousand dollars business with uh, with black businesses. By the time he, by the time he left in in nineteen ninety three, it was doing two hundred million dollars in business mm-hmm. with black businesses. So a lot of people ate, and the same thing went on with Marion Barry in D.C. What happens is that two hundred million had to get diverted from somewhere else. Mm-hmm and those are the people who are left pretty bitter you understand what i'm saying because they think they're supposed to get everything you know
0: <laughs> and
2: every now and then you get black men like a marion Barry or Coleman young the first who be like no 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 you you this is for us over here you, you dig what i'm saying yeah. anyway given the father's legacy the father made so many millionaires in that town from Dave Bing to to, um, Dennis Archer uh, Sr., all these people, man, they they all came, Coleman's father gave them their first shot. Mm. But when he ran for mayor, man, he ran against Mike Duggan, who was was the incumbent, and he was the first white mayor since Coleman's father, after Kwame Kilpatrick. The black people said they ain't want no more black mayors. So they, Mike Duggan was a writing candidate. They wrote his name on the on the ballot. Some of them even wrote the white Mike Duggan because there was somebody else who, <laughs> yo, yo, look, look, I'm not making any of this up, man. We are a damaged people, bro. And a lot of it is self-inflicted, okay? And, and nobody wants to address that because it's like, you know, fuck the police and yeah. white supremacy and slavery. Nah, we do a lot of damage to ourselves, man. So anyway, there was this one woman, I can't remember her name, man. And she uh she said if Coleman's father was alive, he would endorse Mike Duggan instead of Coleman. A black woman said this on the news, bro. And she was in government. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the 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 foot shot. I, I love Detroit and I, I love the people of Detroit, but don't bootlickers in Detroit got to go, man. Mm.
0: They're
2: the most egregious bootlickers mm. you could ever want to see. And, and you got to know that's the case. Otherwise that city would have never fell into disrepair like it is right now on their watch. You can't have good black people in power and uh, the city's population Declines by two thirds, bro. You just can't. Mm. You understand what I'm saying, man. like yo, yo, you can't have over a hundred thousand abandoned homes. When we went to Detroit, it was like we went we went to Haiti after the earthquake, man. Right. It was. It's. It, you got black people running for office. For what? They just getting checks, man.
1: Yeah. So house. You got a
2: clean house. Everybody gotta go. But again. That made me get behind Coleman stronger man and mm-hmm. a fascinating story is he went to Chicago playing the black card because his advisor at the time Adolf Mongo you know he he hard on that race thing you know um he took him took him to Chicago to meet with Farrakhan right okay trying to get some kind of endorsement mm-hmm. right. And, and Farrakhan told Coleman, he said, man, you're trying to take a city. And do you know who the Nation of Islam endorsed in, in Detroit?
1: Oh, no, don't tell me.
2: Mike Duggan, the white mayor. See, everybody's out here, man, just playing a role. And, and, and I'm not playing any roles. And I don't even wanna be bothered with people playing roles, bro. Yeah." because I can't trust them. I'm not about what they about. I'm not see. Look, man, I keep my distance from the jokers. You, you understand what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, when I tell you I'm trying to help our people, I'm sincere about it, man. And, right. and and again, I don't want nobody white to misinterpret what I'm saying. It's not that I don't care about you. I think it's my job. Let me do my job. Oh. Because when, when, we, when we start asking y'all for help, that's a problem. So it shouldn't be a problem if we're trying to fix our own shit, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you know what I mean. And in order to do that, man, you got to get rid of a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. They just run in game. Mm-hmm. They they don't build nothing. They don't do nothing. They they just run in game, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched Aretha Franklin's uh, funeral, right? Mm-hmm. And all these black dignitaries came to Detroit for the funeral. Do you think any of those motherfuckers said, damn, we need to do something about this? Fuck no. They got they, they fucking social media content, just like the kids taking pictures, <laughs> posting. <laughs> man, they full of shit, man. Fuck them all, man. They have there taking selfies to watch
1: or whatnot. Huh? They out there taking selfies.
2: <laughs> Girl, man, they just, they, it's just pop and pageantry, man. Style with no substance, bro. Mm. I mean, that's everywhere, that, that, that's everywhere, man. But it was on display then because you cannot be a quote unquote black leader, black dignitary, and you go to the blackest city in America and see it looking like a fucking shithole and not wonder like, yo, what the fuck happened here, man? Let's get together and do something about this. These people don't care, man. So who
1: who who is to blame for the state of Detroit? Is it the black mayor? Is it the white man? Or is uh, it more think, external? You, or is no, it, it not it, that simple?
2: It, it's it's I, I definitely wouldn't blame the white man for the state of Detroit. Okay, because he came there after it was all fucked up. You oh, understand man. what I'm saying? It there's a there's a long oh, history. So who did he inherit it from? Kwame Kilpatrick. Oh Kilpatrick. But, but okay. Yeah, Kilpatrick went to jail, but even. Look, man, it's complex. From what I was learning, right, uh-huh. the the auto industry started building plants outside the city, right, and they built I seventy five to make the commute for people to work, come commute from the county into the city. But then when they built I seventy five, man, they started moving the, the factories and stuff out out. Out into the burbs, people is moving out to the burbs, man. Right right now, to this day, 70, 70% of the employees in Detroit live in the suburbs, not in the city.
0: Mm. 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 Mm.
2: You understand? I see. You, 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 yo, there is no tax base for them to, to even fix the problem.
1: Uh-huh.
2: You got a city that has a capacity of maybe 2 million people. Mm. And there's maybe six hundred and fifty thousand there, mm-hmm. and if you got seventy percent of the workers living in the in the suburbs, where's the money gonna come from to fix all of this?
1: Yeah, and then the same businesses that would be paying
2: taxes are not in the city. Yeah, well, they, they got businesses in the city, but mm-hmm. the residents are living outside the city, and the insurance drove a lot of people out because they got the highest insurance in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Car insurance. So a lot of people register outside the city to get cheap insurance, cheaper insurance, but when they register outside the city, sometimes it affects their ability to vote in the city because now they're not a resident of the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, man, it's so convoluted over there, man. It's it's not as simple as black and white. It's It's like, what I think happened to sum it up would be like, once the corporations started, once the auto industry started moving out or going through its turmoil because of the Japanese competition and so on and so forth, when people started seeing that, that it was going down, instead of trying to build it up, it was just like a mad grab to get all you can before it bottomed out. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's what it sounds, that's what it sounded like to me. That's a simplification of what happened. Uh, they saw the writing on the wall, you know, a lot of things were beyond their control. You had the oil embargo of the 70s with OPEC. Uh-huh. And um then after that, Japan started making the small cars that were more get fuel efficient uh-huh. and so on and so forth. So we start we opened up our markets to imports. So you started getting the Toyotas and 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 all these Japanese and Asian vehicles and German and, and so on and so forth. You didn't used to see a whole lot of Benzes and stuff in the '70s. It was Cadillacs and Lincoln Continentals, baby. You understand it what did, I'm saying? But did. but 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 when 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 uh, the oil embargo and everything came, things changed, man. By opening up the country to the imports, it hurt the American auto industry. I believe in the '80s. Leia Coca and Chrysler had to be bailed out. It was just Detroit was built on the auto industry. That's why it's called Motown, Motor City. Right. And, and so as the as the American auto industry started changing, declining, and you know doing different things, having assembly plants in Mexico, it affected Detroit.
1: Yeah, same thing with uh, Akron, Ohio, and the oh, yep. the tire industry. You know, took you a know. hit
2: it it affected Detroit, you know what i mean? uh and i don't think the people who were in 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 leadership roles at the time i don't think they were ready for that change. Mm. and they they couldn't come up with a solution for it, you know? Right. um leadership, man, like political leadership, if you do it right, it's a lot of work, man. Right. cuz you almost like a if you're a man, you're like a patriarch. Mm. and it's like you this is your family. and you got to figure out How to to get your family members in a position that they're okay, right? And so when you when you like when you're the president of the country, you are the patriarch of the country. It is your responsibility to make sure that people have they have means to get by every day, just like you do with your kids. You understand what I'm saying, right? And that's and that that's just what it is. But when 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 you get in office, because all you like to do is talk about. Uh, the white man or race, you don't really have a fundamental understanding of how things work. Mm. You just know how to tap in to people's emotional triggers. You mm. feel what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. And, and, and a lot of people get elected based on that and then get in office and be like, oh shit, now what? You, you know what I'm saying? You know they yeah, good at sales,
1: but they can't do the job.
2: They can't do the job. Mm. And when they realize they might be one and done, well then they just start stealing. Cause shit, I'm, I'm out of here in four years. I know they ain't gonna like me, so let me just get what I can. Get what I can get now, yeah. Get what I can get now. You, you feel what I'm saying, wow. yeah, man? But yeah, that, that's the political thing. And um, yeah, I, I got with Coleman through the film, man, and um, and I stuck with him. And then he he ran for Congress, and I was behind him. And what and what I learned is that you cannot count on black people for fundraising. Oh. You just can't. Uh, and, and that's why politics yeah, right doesn't right. work for us, because as long as our candidates are funded by people other than the constituents they're supposed to be representing,
1: yeah. they're
2: gonna serve the people who fund them. Facts. You, you understand? You have to. And you almost can't you almost can't blame them. No, whoever uh, p- uh pays the Piper plays the tune. The you tone. see what I'm saying? So we think we just gonna sit there and you know if Obama get elected by Obama t-shirt or something, and Obama gonna solve all our problems. You know what I mean? (laughs) Look, look. it it don't work like that though. You Uh, dig what I'm saying? It it, it just don't work like that. And um, and I learned all of it, man, I got a crash course in politics from making that film, man. And I started seeing what the problem was. Mm -hmm. So now, again, in, in all honesty, Coleman is not. Expressed the desire to run but i want him to run and and that's why i'm working with him because i'm building i'm uh, i'm working with him so he can have something to point to other than who his father was or you, you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so he got his consulting company he's about to start doing things to help um detroit residents uh, i wrote the radio spots we're going to start running it because detroit um homeowners were, were overtaxed to the tune of $600 million in property taxes. Wow. And, and from 2008 to now, a third of all foreclosures in Detroit were tax foreclosures. That's you understand amazing. what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So, so so, we're going to tackle that and, and help, help the people who are still around trying to fight it. And with their tax assessment and stuff like that. And we're gonna do it free of charge too. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, I, if I charge them, they ain't gonna have the money to pay me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, look, look uh, you know, that's like, there's that, 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 no shots at anybody. It's just being real, man. Yeah. You, you, you dig what I'm saying? It's just being real, man. Hmm. We just don't have the money. And, you know, I'm gonna run it on the AM station because that's where the older people listen to talk radio and hmm. and those are the homeowners and so on and so forth okay and, and, and then we got the stem program we we making that push that's for him to connect with the younger parents and the kids and so on and so forth um i got a i got a funny story about that right okay so so the team they were going around to all the schools in detroit one, one of the one of the schools i wanted to get was Western in Southwest Detroit, because that's the Latino school. There's a small Latino community in Detroit, but they're you know they're tight knit, and you know they do the Latino the immigrant thing. They got their businesses and they do their little business. You know they make their money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why did I want to target the Latino school and the Latino community? Because in event in the event he run again, I at least believe I can get some money out of them. Mm. You understand what I'm Mm.
1: saying?
2: I'm playing the long game, right? I like that. I'm playing the long game. So what what you do if you want something, you gotta gotta offer something. Too many of us show up just expecting something. No, this is not how life works. You understand what I'm saying? everything's in exchange. I I, I, I come in and I I offer you something and I show my value. You may not give me something in return, but that's the chance I gotta take because I'm a black man. Nobody believing in me anyway. I got to show and prove first. I get that. Even Black people, you know what I'm saying?
1: Especially.
2: Especially, you know, not, just let me deviate here. You know, when people talk about white privilege, to me, white privilege is simply getting the benefit of doubt. You know, uh, 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 and, and no disrespect, but a nothing ass white man could show up around some Black people, and they'll just assume he know what he talking about, that he got some money, and so on and so forth. I could show up looking like a million dollars, and they'd be like, "Man, I think this nigga up to some bullshit." you I'm <laughs> understand? <laughs> no, but and, and again, I ain't mad, man. I just know who it is. I know what it is. I know why it's like that. You, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and um, the, the the thing is, man, we went to the the school. The team went to the school. My man, Dutchy, he went to the school, and um,
1: I know Dutchy. Shout out, Dutchy.
2: Yeah. D- man what? dutchy is gold bro
1: yeah yeah he's
2: gold man dutchy done relocated to detroit to be the the my 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 eyes and ears and feet on the ground out there bro Uh, solid dude solid Solid dude man got got like 13 schools signed up since september he got there september 8th i remember the day because things took off that day, but guess what though, man? So we got the we got the Southwest, and and and, and the the Mexican principal, he was um. He he was very interested, mm. and he wanted to um. He said he was really interested in getting his kids, ready to transition into the work workforce because Ford is building a plant somewhere over there in Southwest. Okay. And, he also offered that some of his brightest students, he would like for them to be interns in the program with us. Mm-hmm. See, now check what he talking about, right? So that's the only Latino school. Remember Detroit's a black city, 87%, especially the public schools. So we go to these other schools and then one school in particular, black PhD woman, you know what she's talking about? Mm-hmm the celebrities from Detroit who graduated from her school. And, and, and she got a picture of her and Obama up there. Uh, now that wasn't every school, yeah. but that is just so indicative of who we are and who we've become, you know? It, it wasn't even about the kids that was there. Like the, the, the Latino dude was like, listen, I want these kids to get the training so they could go work in that plant. Right. And I want my sharpest students to get the, the, the internship with your program. Right. He was advocating for his kids right off the bat. Mm. You cannot tell me when his kids happen, I'm not saying they will, but when they happen to outperform our kids, you can't tell me that it's racism that did that.
0: Mm.
2: It's a different level of focus. You know, and um. Look, man, I, I I wake up every day, bro, and I work. I work from the time I, I wake up, man. I'm on the phone, and me and Dutch are strategizing, and I'm doing all this, and I'm not getting paid for any of this, man. In fact, it's only costing me. All right. And then I got these no nothing flea bags getting on social media, and, and talking reckless to me. Mm. You know, with all with their word salads and. All they, all they worthless ass degrees and shit. Like, you ain't doing nothing though. You, you ain't doing nothing. No skin in the game, waiting. no dog in the fight. No dog in the fight, man. Just get out. Yo, man, it's for real. Anybody anybody can feel free to just holler at me and be like, you know what, man? I see what you're doing. Look, I, I, I wanna get with you, man, but do me a favor, man. Could you, could you tone it down a little bit? Yo, I would listen to that. Right, All right. I would, All right, I would listen to that. Yo, man, I'd be like, for real? It bother you that much? I said, ah, <laughs> but you gotta be offering me something. You cannot critique me, to try to censor me, and you ain't doing nothing for me or anybody else. Shut the fuck up. You really need a slap in your motherfucking face, man. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like real talk. And, 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 and we just like to talk, man. It's just all this yappity yap yappity talk yap. Talk without qualifications. Oh man, what have you done? Right, what, what have you done? My, my point to your resume, man. What, what have you done? Mm-hmm. You, you dig what I'm saying? Like, what have you done? Yeah, that's and,
1: important. And, and, Let me hop into yeah. these super chats real fast.
2: Go ahead.
1: Um, Brody McFarlane says, shout out the whole Tep school. Oh yeah he's out here much love everybody Endgame. game he said uh i like to see the uh verse I uh henry of truth or talk youtube channel she tried to catch you some time ago for an interview she's anti-vaxxer and um yeah just tell her uh email me again i might have missed it uh robert grafton 499 super chat because i definitely want to talk about anti-vaxx It's very important to me he said Hotep, thank you robert kent Thoreau, whatever homie see you tomorrow morning at the summit uh ken said uh another insightful conversation thank you both for setting this up hotep and bill Oh yeah. Um you you dedicated the film to uh
2: Darren, Darren Seals. Seals. That's
1: what, what, right. made,
2: what what was the motivation behind that? Because to me, Darren uh, i seen him, right? I I watched him on social media. Um I think we didn't interact directly, mm-hmm. but we interact in a in a thread, right? Okay and if i'm going to be 100% honest uh um i liked his heart
0: yes
2: but i didn't i didn't think he was moving right cuz there was times i seen like i saw something with him like flexing some money or something like that you know what i mean okay, like
1: okay
2: yeah yeah and I, i'm that's a big no no with me you know what i mean right. like I, but but again i had to take in consideration his age i think he was like 27 or young, something yeah, like that
1: yeah yeah young boy yeah you
2: know and, and I, I, I'm I'm am I'm an elder statesman in this thing, so I'm gonna have a different code. But I, I do understand people and why they do what they do and and the disparity in our age, because when I was 20 something, I may have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I see I see how that could get them messed up. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I liked them, but it's it's tough for a lot of dudes to read me because for one, they don't they don't really know. They, they hear certain things about me, but then my views aren't really in alignment with their expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not running around talking about fuck Trump and all this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even know what Trump is doing in the way. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't care, bro. I, look, man, I'm running my own plays out here, man. I ain't got time <laughs> to be studying nobody else's plays. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yo, all I know is he ain't fucking with me. You dig what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, my taxes got better since he been in office. Uh-oh. I really don't have a problem with him. You understand? What I'm saying? <laughs> but that, that's it. If you ask me about his policies, I, I couldn't tell you, man. Right. They say he didn't let black people uh rent in his properties in the '70s. I mean, shit, in the '70s, Joe Joe Biden didn't want uh, black people in white schools. I mean, like, I don't, I don't yeah. understand what these people are talking about. So y'all over here fighting over one racist for another one? I mean, like, <laughs> are, y'all, are y'all crazy? Like, y'all, like, <laughs> uh, look, man, but- It's psychotic.
1: Uh, it's almost psychotic. It,
2: it is psychotic, bro. It is psychotic. But what was your question again, man? Look, man. Look.
1: Nah, was, we were talking. Um, We talk about Darren Seals and your motivation.
2: Darren Um, Seals, yeah, Darren, yeah, Darren's strong young brother. Yeah. I didn't like the fact, the circumstances of how he died, that he was killed, nobody was ever caught, he was found in his vehicle with the vehicle burning. And, and, And I did not want that dude to just be a footnote in history, because I think, man, he was on his way to being a real sure enough soldier for the cause, man. And he just happened to be one of the early casualties. And and, and when, when you see his name at the end of the film, it says gone, but not forgotten. I never met this man, mm-hmm. never talked to him on the phone or nothing, but I'm watching, man. I know who the suckers are and I, and I, I know who got potential. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like real talk, man. I spoke to
1: Darren Sills. Did oh, you? Yeah, I, I spoke to him. Um, right after the whole Mike Brown situation, cause you know, I was on YouTube and doing my thing and, um, he was actually putting in work in the community. He was telling me about the community he centers.
2: Like
1: yeah. He was funding community centers and putting together Well, the, the first initial Mike Brown protest was part of his organization. You know, he, he, he had a lot to do with that before it got, um, co-opted by Antifa. Um, oh,
2: wow. Antifa was around back then?
1: Yes. So uh, the Darren Sales account, he said, you know, I think maybe second night of protest and third night, I forget what it was, but he said, like, these mysterious white dudes would show up and start throwing stuff at the cops. And he, he, you know, him and his homies was like, yo, chill, like, we're not here for that. We're peacefully protesting and y'all trying to incite violence. And, you know, the white dude was like, oh, my bad. So you had these agents provocateur that were implanted in these things very early you gotta yeah. remember, it, it, it hit national news almost immediately.
2: Yeah, and, and and that's you know that's that's another thing, for brothers, I you gotta be real careful what you say on social media. You know, yeah. If you got any kind of radical sentiments, don't post it on social media, man. Right. You know, do not, because I, I find like a lot of these dudes. But again, that's because they ain't really gonna do shit, right? So they talk about it. Yeah. And they, they say all these things, these, these wild, outlandish things, fuck the police, this, that, the other. But then when when something happened, the police always go to their social media page and content. And it almost convicts them even after death, posthumously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and, and not to put a tin four hat on or anything. Who knows what's really going on out here with people just doing things that's out of character and so on and so forth and you just aided and and abetted your own you know scapegoating by your social media content now you look man listen let me tell you something you will never see me posting anything Hmm. anti-police anti-american hateful towards anybody Hmm. on social media you understand what I'm yep. saying, bro? Yeah. Towards anybody, mm. you got to be real careful with that. And when I see dudes doing that, I just know they never been in the trenches before. Mm. They don't even really understand what's going on. That social media thing is real, real serious and dangerous, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I and a lot of people say that to me, right? They say, "Oh, you know, you don't talk about the black community enough." Da 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 da. I'm like, why would I strategize? On my so-called enemies' platform in the public, to where they can track it. Look, look man,
2: it's what, what what I do. The way I use social social media mm-hmm. is strictly to provide insight into my thought processes for people who are considering working with me. Mm. And there's a duality in everything. So I'm giving insight to people who's considering working against me as well. But I'll take those chances because I don't show all my cards. You understand what I'm saying? You you feel what I'm saying? Uh So, so, man, it's like, I'm putting it out there and people reach out to me all the time. And sometimes, you know, some of them are suspicious, but, you know, they used to call me the snake charmer
1: <laughs> yeah, that's his that's his nickname, y'all. Yeah,
2: you know, they, they used to call me that, you know. I i think at one time I was like a master of serpents, not the kind that crawl on their belly, but the ones that walk upright. You Uh-oh. feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. But so I, I don't really worry about that, man. Man, my my head screwed on tight, bro. So I I see what's going on with people, you yeah. know. So uh some some a dude who worked for the World Bank one time in Africa, uh-huh. he reached out to me and told me some um, some Republicans were trying to enlist me. To they sent him at me from social media, uh, um, Republican lobbyists out of out of Chicago, and he said they were trying to enlist me to help them get. They said all they need is 10% of the Black vote to, to win. right?" But they weren't thinking about 2020. I learned from him that the Republicans don't really like Trump.
1: Mm.
2: See, nobody really likes Trump. <laughs> that lets me know that Trump must be doing something right. I don't know what it is, uh... but if he's pissing everybody off left and right, yo, he must be doing something right. Uh... You, you dig what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. N- nobody likes this guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like y'all. so they was really thinking about 2024. 20, okay. And, and and he 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 came to me and he was talking to me and I was like, listen, man, I won't go Republican. Cause see, I ain't out here looking for a daddy. Mm-hmm. A lot of these dudes are man. They talk big, push their chests out. All they want is a all they all they want is that white daddy. Yeah. They patron, yeah. open doors for them, put them on some boards all around the country. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they dress up real nice and short, but nobody give a fuck what they got to say. Cause everybody know why you're here. You just window dressing. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I can't do that to myself, man. Never. Yeah. So anyway, I told him, I said, look, I can't go Republican. Mm. I said, um, help me, help me take Coleman independent. I said if coleman run for mayor as an independent and win that's going to hurt the democrats right that helps you right? i ain't hear back from him and that's fine with me because i'm gonna do everything my motherfucking way man don't nobody own me man you understand what i'm saying don't nobody own me and i'm content with what i got man if i don't ever make If I don't ever be a a fucking multi-millionaire and all that shit is fine with me, man. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'm not a fucking whore out here dancing for money, being validated by money. A lot of these dudes is too fancy. They 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 know where to shop better than some of the women. You understand? Like, Mm yeah, I'm from a time when men were men and diamonds were a girl's best friend. All this old sexy, I, I don't know nothing about this, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, like
0: I feel you. you. I you feel, me? feel so you. I,
2: If I don't get it, it's okay, man. It's okay. I came in the world of man. I'm leaving this motherfucker, man, though. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, something
1: you up. resonated with me earlier was the fact that you said, when I, I start my day, when I fucking feel like it. And that facts. shit hit home to me because
2: facts, bro. Facts. I, I, I look at
1: my life and I'm like, I'm just, you know, like you said, I'm not a multimillionaire, but I start my day when the fuck I feel like it. And to me, that is success.
2: That is success, bro. Like, yo, man, you know, there's days I get to my office at four o'clock and we close at five, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and, and, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm just being honest, yeah. man, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. A- at my age, I should be able to do that. Yes. You, you dig what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you look at your favorite celebrity, Let, let's let's take a, a mogul like Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. Rock Nation, rock sports, blah, 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 title, this, that, the other. 4040 Club, he got all this shit going on. Yo, man. When them folks tell him we need you in Switzerland, we need you in LA, he gotta go. <laughs> he may get a chauffeur car from his mansion to a private jet, but he gotta go. He don't own his fucking time. He might, he might have to go on his the day of his daughter's dance recital.
0: Uh,
2: Nobody give a fuck. Uh. You will be in the, on that private jet, sipping mimosas and talking that big shit. But you know, you ain't have a choice. See me? Look, man. A dude offered me. I, I'm not gonna say his name. Mm-hmm. He from Queens. Uh, he's an iconic rapper. He offered me a radio station. He said, "Yo, man, you that shit you be talking. You got, yo, you you got, yo, man, you." You wanna be on the radio, or this, that, or the other? Now, a lot of people would have jumped at that. Right. You know why I didn't do it? Hmm. Because I don't want to have to be up at a certain time preparing for a fucking show every day, like a like an employee.
0: It's That's a job. Going
2: backwards for me, it's a job. I'm not out here looking for a fucking job. I create jobs. Mm. Don't offer me jobs because I'm a fucking boss. You dig what I'm saying? And I'm not looking down on people who work. Right. I'm just, I told you earlier, I got my first job at 34 and damn, you had to strong on that job. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? And that's only because I had never had a job and was wondering like, damn, can I do it? Mm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're curious. Maybe, maybe this is the way. And, and, and speaking of which, I quit when I was 36. You know, I ended up, I was working in a warehouse man and had a, I was driving, um, not the forklift, a cherry picker and hit a pole and my, I chipped my front tooth. And I looked in the mirror and I was looking at my tooth chipped and my, my, my mouth was bleeding. And I said, you know what? This shit never happened to me in the streets. How the fuck I come to work and this happened to me? Fuck work, you know what I mean? Like, yo, bro, <laughs> yo man, <I> was just, <laughs> yo, I'm just, yo, I'm telling you, bro. Like, yo, I looked in the mirror, I was like, yo, this shit happened at work.
1: Oh my god, what's
2: really going on with you, man? He's you know been in what the I mean? Streets
1: all that time, never had and a chip you, tooth,
2: Nigga get never a had job a and juice, busted lip, none of that, bro.
1: Nigga mess my, my smile up. You
2: know, <laughs> I went to work on you know, a cherry picker and hit the goddamn beam and, and chipped my tooth. You know what I mean? But it, 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 anyway, man, like, it, it, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Don't do, they don't own their time, man. And, and the goal yeah. in life, and let me say this, I think everybody should have the experience of working for somebody. Yes. I thought everybody needs to have that experience. Right. You know what I mean? Because it will humble you and it will get you in touch with reality. And if you're the person you think you are or you want to, or, or you should be, it will motivate you you mm. feel what i'm saying mm. like yo it will it will motivate you why do you think it will motivate them huh why why is it motivational because if if you like if you anything like like me or the people i know once you get to a certain age man you want back your time you see yeah. we come into this world most of us who are black and and white people too we don't really have anything right so we trade our time for money But as time goes by, you accumulate money and you buy back your time. Yeah, You think what I'm saying? That's what I've done. I've bought back my time Uh by creating an entity that generates enough revenue that I could get to work at 4 o'clock when work is over at 5. Because I put in the time and I learned enough through life to position myself that I could do that. Yeah, but we, we all trade our time for money. Absolutely. But once you accumulate enough money, you got to buy back your time. And for me, at this point in my life, my time is more valuable than money. Because mm-hmm. I can get more money, but I ain't getting more time, bro. Mm-hmm. Feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll give you some paper before I give you my time. You know? <laughs> and, and, and that's how you that's how you got to know I really fuck with you. Because you said, how long you got? I said, as long as you want. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, like
1: I appreciate you that. Me? Yeah,
2: man, yeah. for sure. For sure, um
1: 149 super chat said "Jules, yeah man it's this it's quotables upon quotables in this interview matthew Erickson, said 99 uh 1999 super chat thank you he said my man hotep curtis has the most wholesome energy keep up the fire converse Hotep. views when, when my audience gives you a Hotep name that means you on fire <laughs>
2: <laughs> look what, what I tell you before we start I said look man what's up with the language I said because I just want to be me yeah. you know when I when I write on Twitter I write properly because I practice right and well. But man, I'm just being myself right now. And that's it. This is who I am. If you run into me on the street, this is the same cat, man. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah, man, This is who I am,
1: bro. I got some some questions I need some wisdom on.
2: Go ahead, man. Shoot, man. Um, Let's do it.
1: The first thing I want to ask you is, uh, well, before we get into some deep stuff, do you think Trump is uh, a white supremacist or racist, or do you see any evidence of that?
2: Um. I haven't seen anything to to substantiate that. Mm -hmm. But the the real answer for me is I really don't give a fuck, man. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. Don't matter. It don't why who who raised these dudes that want to get inside everybody's head to find out if they like you or not? Do you give a fuck? I don't give a fuck if somebody don't like me. You know what I mean? Like, yo, what what kind of what kind of bitch shit is this, man? Like, yo, I'll just. Oh, he don't like me. He don't like people like us. He don't care about us. Who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yo, man, I come out here, man, and, 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 man, look, I, I let my nuts drag, man. Like, yo, <laughs> let me kill yourself, man. You don't like me, kill yourself. I was winning as a kid and I'm winning at 50 something years old and you ain't never won. Now go kill yourself. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? like? Mm. And of course I mean that figuratively, right. not literally. You yeah, know what I right, mean? Right, but, right. but that's my attitude, man. Like, who got time be worrying about who don't like him? Yeah. That's some feminine shit. That's though? some
1: feminine shit. That's exactly yeah. what that. Come is.
2: on, man. That's some feminine. What if I don't like me? So what? Next. Uh, and yeah. keep it pushing.
1: Yeah. Put your attention to where you are
2: liked. Come on, man. You know, for real, for real. You, you know, listen, homie. I, like I said, my background is my background, mm-hmm. and my, my orientation is such that, man. That I learned a long time ago. That love is different things to different people, but fear is the same thing to everybody. So I always relied on fear, man. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like yo. And when, and fear is not always implemented through physical force. Mm-hmm. Fear is like yo, man, by withdrawing the support somebody need anything. Mm-hmm. If people need you, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what's really going on with Black America. They've allowed themselves to be so dependent and reliant on the white man that they are fearful of his every move. And if he don't like them, they don't know how they are gonna fucking make it. Yo, you got the man the fuck up. That's how you're gonna make it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo I don't worry. I, I don't worry about if white people like me or they don't. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm just, look, I'm just out here doing me, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so you, you,
1: with that in mind what is the political strategy going forward especially dealing with uh the 2020 election for black people specifically you know you got the right the left says you know vote Biden. the right says
2: vote trump uh some of us are saying vote yay again you know uh i'm gonna bring it back home for me okay you could apply it to however you want Mm. My interest in politics is strictly Detroit. Detroit is a a majority black city. Numerically, I think I got the means to win there. Now this is why my interest, this is how the presidential election plays in to my plans. If Biden wins, that means the Democrats are in power. And if the Democrats are in power, what that means is the black gatekeepers, the very people who I need to get out the way in Detroit they back in pocket again. Mm. So from from a, from that, from a strategic standpoint, I'm not talking about a national standpoint. for my personal goals, yeah. I need Trump to win. I need Trump to win because I need the black bootlickers, the gatekeepers, whatever you want to call them. I need them to be on their heels for another four years to open up the door for me to make my move. Oh. That, 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 that's how... I, my, everything is, look, man, if it's not directly affecting me, I don't put too much energy into it. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So my opinion is is, is, is framed by what my, my goals are. And I know when the Democrats get in power, man, like I talked to people in Detroit and they were telling me that they want it's time for Detroit to have a Black woman mayor, right? Okay. Yeah. But the only reason why they say that is because that's the only way they're going to get the funding from the DNC because they push in the feminism thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that does not jive with my plans. I don't have anything against women mayors or women, period. I love women as a matter of fact. You understand what I'm saying? always did, but my plan is to get my man in office. And if you tell me that a democratic administration says a woman got next, then there goes all my work and plans out the window. Mm -hmm. You know, but Sheena Talib, she ran in the 13th district in Detroit. She beat my guy when he ran for John Kanye's seat. And she was the best funded candidate in the entire race Mm -hmm. because the DNC got behind her. She just beat Brenda Jones to be reelected and Nancy Pelosi endorsed her. Do you understand that there are 435 members of Congress? Why is the Speaker of the House endorsing one of them mm. in an all-Democrat city? There's no chance that uh, a Republican was going to win. It's all Democrats over there, man. Yo, know, it's nonpartisan.
0: Uh-huh. You
2: feel me? So they got plans for Rashida Talib and just an AOC and all of them. If you're a man and you're in the Democratic Party, well, you just gonna carry water for the women, you know, and I mean look. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're
1: or if you're LGBT, you might get a little
2: I don't I, I think the women come in front of even the gay men at this point. Mm. I, I I do. Okay. I really do. I think if they gotta deal with the man, the preference is that he be gay. But right. I, I think honestly, women come before. Men, gay or straight, with the DNC, especially when dealing with us, Why do you minorities. Think do
0: that? I mean,
1: is it I, is it is it to like destabilize the power of the black male, as some um, people
2: might? I, I see it as as multi-tiered, man. It's it's excluding excluding black men, especially black heterosexual men, from spaces of influence. You got women like Lori Lightfoot and others. Look at all the, the black women mayors all over the country. You know, all of a sudden, how did how did this happen? Because the DNC got behind them and anointed them. Uh-huh. You dig what I'm saying? And
1: they and
2: they either they either in um, same sex relationships or interracial relationships for the most part.
1: Kamala Harris, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, and what I mean, Lori Lightfoot is both same sex and interracial. <laughs> oh, she she's probably a shining star. I mean, she's incompetent as fuck, and she's in there. So you know they really liked her. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, but uh, but um, but that does is it excludes us from from spaces of influence. Like I don't, really have, I don't have a problem with people in interracial relationships. I just think that if you're in an interracial relationship. And you're a black person you shouldn't be out here pushing uh this racism na- narrative because obviously you know racism didn't keep you back you you, you dig what i'm saying yeah. like you know you know like you was pre- pretty well accepted you're part of the family you dig <laughs> what i'm saying like, you know, look, so, so i don't want to hear that i mean but people love who they love and they get who they I, I, like like i said i don't get into personal stuff it's just when you when when you're inconsistent and you're hypocritical then I got to call you out on your bullshit you dig what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. real talk but yeah but anyway um I think I I think definitely black men are persona non grata as much as people like to say it's not a zero-sum game it is a zero-sum game Mm -hmm. you know um with the civil rights act gender was included to um to appease the white feminists and as they started moving into the workspace in greater numbers coincidentally the black male presence in the workplace started decreasing first we were pushed out of the offices now we pushed out of the blue-collar jobs because you you're going to see women doing construction delivering driving ups these are all jobs men used to do right so what are you doing to men when you're not giving them any place to go to be a man, to earn money, to provide for their families, and so on and so forth. And you know, they talk about the black family being under attack, but you 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 got you got to think about this. You know, black men we get a bad rap. You know, not being there for our kids and so on and so forth. But nobody really takes into consideration that yo. Know, between 1980 and now, nearly 300,000 black men were murdered. Do you think some of them were fathers? Mm. Of course, mm. a bunch of them was fathers, mm. um, and um, 300,000, that's greater than all the people from the Korean War, Vietnam War, of uh, Desert Storm, every conflict after World War II combined. Mm. 300,000 black men have been murdered in the last, what, 40 years? Mm on the streets of America, not in a war zone, bro. Right. And I, and again, when I say Black men, I just say Black men. I'm sure some of them were gay. But what difference does it make? You're not trying to you know, look like mm. real petty people get into all of that. 300,000 Black men were, were murdered. And a lot of them were fathers. And and then you got uh, 46% of the prison population were Black. Mm and those men they, how can they be there for their kids it's not as simple as they having babies and just running off and pumping and dumping and, you know what i mean like yo look mm. no man we we as black men and and, and and yes some of us are rotten absolutely i'm not making excuses but you just can't simplify the challenges that we're facing out here man and and, and then when you when you When you weaponize our women against us think of it like this right. Mm -hmm. Black women. We have failed black women since since slavery, Mm. how did we, how did we fail them we couldn't protect them. We could not protect them so after generations of not being being protected by us right. And then even after slavery, post-slavery, our earning capacity and capabilities was very limited. We were subjected to all sorts of things and so on and so forth. We have been economically emasculated, which leads to psychological emasculation. And in a lot of cases at this late date, yo man, sexual emasculation.
1: Mm, Yes.
2: A lot of these men who saying they born a certain way, it's just them tapping out, bro. They just tap. It's it's rough out here, man. It, it, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it, but don't take it out on me. Right. Don't 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 be mad at me because yo, I let the pressure turn me into a diamond and you let it turn you into a leaky pipe. You understand what I'm saying? Like, nah, you can't do that, homie. You just can't. You just cannot. So anyway, like the so the black woman, they're not, and i generally speaking, they haven't been able to find enough of us to make them feel safe. Mm-hmm. Wow! You dig? You dig what I'm saying? Wow! And 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 a lot of us, our shortcomings. We we, we good at faking, and and and, and you know selling the dream or whatever. And then when the dream start unraveling, it's not even so much a lot of times that we're irresponsible or running from responsibility. Sometimes people, their whole foundation is a lie, man. And when the lie starts unraveling, <laughs> they gotta go find somebody else who can believe that lie because now it's like you're getting exposed. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, yo man, a lot of us, man, we just we just in bad shape, bro. We, it's tough man and I don't I don't you know I don't have these conversations with white people because they can't imagine what it's like to be us man mm. and I'm not asking for pity I'm not asking I'm not asking for reparations or none of that shit man. I'm just saying listen, I'm strong and I'm telling you that it, it ain't easy. so when I see dudes tapping out, I, I know what happened to them man right. I do I do. It's tough man. it's tough for us. Black women they like you know they want they want to own the, the whole victim thing and I don't want to diminish their experience and their struggles. but the reality is whatever pressures they're going through, black women are better educated than black men and better employed. And it's not because they struggle or smarter than us. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that—that yeah. that, that is the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, and I'm not diminishing your struggles and your pain. Yeah. You know? But trust me, we—we we got it bad. Getting murdered at the highest rate, incarcerated at the highest rate, unemployed at the highest rate. I mean, it's just—and again, a lot of it we doing to ourselves, but if you really peel away the layers and you get into why are we doing it to ourselves, man? I I think a lot of people just don't even really want to be alive, man. Mm. If you you really think about it, they committing slow suicide.
1: Mm. That's an interesting topic. Wow.
2: Killing themselves slowly. Killing themselves slowly. You know what I mean? Your life is rough, man. Listen, all the young brothers out there, when you, when you hit 35, man, and you start thinking like, damn, what's it gonna be? Because really, if you haven't positioned yourself by 35, man, you gotta throw a Hail Mary. You, I happen to throw a Hail Mary and caught it because I didn't find my way until I was 46. And that is uncommon. Most people who are stable in their 50s, they were laying the groundwork from their thirties. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, they were building upon that. It's a slow process, you know. But yes. I, I, I got, I, I got lucky because of my determination, and, and I think I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another thing. When, when I said, you know, after manliness, the only thing is godliness. Yo, make no mistake. I pray every single day, bro. Every day I have to. Because mm. I, I seen I seen what's out there up close, you know, and, and, and I know that it, just me alone ain't gonna be enough to deal with it, man. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. This mm. is a fact. That's real this, talk. This
2: is a fact. And that's where a lot of my confidence comes from and everything. Because I know I don't walk alone out here. Mm. I really don't. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's powerful. Every great man got a team behind them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Can the government help black people? Can he actually help? Um. And if, I, if they can, I, you know, how how would you how would you look at that?
2: I. The thing is, for me, right. Let's take it back to the Emancipation.
1: Emancipation so, Proclamation.
2: I, that's right. The. The, the emancipation, Blacks were freed and were supposed to get 40 acres in the mule.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I didn't read this in a book, but just me having the kind of analytical mind that I have, I believe the reason why we didn't get it is because it would have empowered us and put us in a position better than some whites. There were whites who didn't own land at the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people may not agree with me, but it appears to me that black people are the designated bottom caste in this society. You see, it's not so much just people don't like you because you're black. It's because if you, if you got white people who are struggling and the government is seen as doing stuff for black people and not for them, yo man they they inviting some some real problems cuz unlike black people who just going to march and bunch of women out there screaming and with slogans and signs the when white people are denied man they take action you seen them idiots up in Michigan just the other day <laughs> rambling about. I mean, I don't think they was gonna do it, but right. just look at the type of things they be talking about. Kidnapping them. your look. They about their life. <laughs> Yo, look, man. You know, but we talk about we shall over. Nobody gives a fuck about that, man. Ain't nobody worrying about that shit, man. You, you think on the same show? So look, it's it's like I, I think I think for the white elite. It's problematic for black people on a wholesale level to be doing better than some whites. Mm. Yo, man, look at Timothy McVeigh, bro. Do you know any black man who would have told the lawyer, man, fuck appeals, man, plug me up, Just get me out of here. Black people would have been there talking about, I'm innocent, I didn't do anything. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you look. <laughs> For fifty years, bro, look like, at you. Know, like, yo, had a movement outside celebrities, free so and so and all. that. You know you did that shit. Just going about your business, man. You know what? I'm? But that's not who we are, man. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I say that to say, yo, man. A lot of times, man, it seems to me, and I don't want to be stereotypical, stereotypical, but it seems to me that a lot of white people would rather die than not live the life they think they supposed to have. And in fact, 83% of all suicides are white males. Mm. If life ain't going their way, they like, man, fuck it. (laughs) And you don't really want to be fucking with people that don't care about their own life with shit. (laughs) Yo, look, yo, look, man, you gotta know what's really good out here, man. But you know, look, I let people talk, I, again I don't think it's so much the government can do and maintain order and stability, this is why I don't feed into the reparations talk. I think that's for a lot of ideologues and and some people are idealistic and some people are just charlatans right and they know damn well that shit ain't gonna happen. Hmm. But they give people false hope you, you dig what I'm saying right. I don't I don't I don't believe it's gonna happen I don't see how. I mean, look, they can write checks for trillions. They did it this year. They're here to do one for another 1.6. They ain't going to do it for us, though, bro.
1: What about Trump's platinum plan?
2: I think somebody says like $500 and it involves people of color. So it's not just Black people. So I didn't even read it. I mean, look, listen, let me tell you something. Whatever he's doing. It seems to be more than anybody else, man. I mean, I talked to some people about his HBCU thing. They try to say it wasn't a big deal. I said, I talked to people about um, lowering black unemployment. They try to dismiss that and talk about statistics and unemployment benefits and uh, look, And the right, First Step Act, getting people out of black people out of jail. Uh, yeah, all I talk about, all, I bring those up with liberals and they always got to an answer for it. And at the end of the day, right, it doesn't even mean enough to me to do the research to win the argument right. i don't give a fuck i'm putting points on the board you stay arguing over there you'll be arguing 4 years from now 40 years from now i'll be doing big things you know what i mean like yo know, I, I think i think he's he's walking on i think i think trump is walking a tightrope you know um, i absolutely yeah. I absolutely believe um, a large not a large but a large enough section of his base, are, are racist, mm-hmm. but a large enough you know, section of Joe Biden's base are, are racist as well. Mm. You know, they just more they, they just more sophisticated. Man. You, you know, <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you know, I, so I mean, and that's why I don't be can because I don't have a racist meter going off. Oh, racist on the left, racist over here. Yo, know, you just gotta you gotta run your own race, man. You can't you can't you can't worry about shit like that i think trump doing probably the best that he probably can do i think it's gonna be hard for any president to just do something for black people exclusively yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. even if they wanted to
0: yeah
2: i, I just think so. even the civil rights act had to include gender and now look what the democrats are doing they're trying to include lgbt and, and you know hr5 is um the equality act and what's going to happen with that is that um, white gay men who identify as black women are probably going to be able to get them jobs that those black women been getting uh, and, and they would they would they will have facilitated that you know what i mean yeah. they, they, yo, you, you, look man mm-hmm. once they do that hr5 things the little benefits we had under the civil rights act i think it's going to be lost mm. You know that we've been painted as a LGBTQ community by um, a handful of um, LGBTQ in our community who are politically active. I don't think I don't think they are a monolith either. Mm. I think some of them n- know what's going on and don't agree with it, but they're not going to break ranks. Yes, so, so they won't say anything. But, uh, they're not all on the same page either. You know what I mean? Like the the overall uh, percentage of of LGBTQ in this country is probably like 4.5%. And then you got somebody like Joe Biden saying LGBTQ issues are gonna be the top priority of his administration. And I'm just like, I don't know, why is that the top priority like who really cares what somebody do in their bedroom like why is the president worried about this yeah you know and and and, and again and let me just say this for the record at my business i have several lgbtq um employees yeah openly yeah I don't discriminate against anybody, but I don't want to know about your love life, though. Right. Even if you're heterosexual, I don't, I don't want somebody heterosexual talking to me about sex. Yeah. The fuck is this, man? Get out of here with this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo. Yeah. No. So I, it ain't even a matter of being homophobic or not. I don't really care. Can you do the job? You can. Great. Right. Let's work. After work, you go your way. I go my way, and we good to go, man. And that's whether you're gay or straight. Cause I don't go to work to make friends. You feel what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Oh. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, well, I, I hire gay people, um, hire white people. Look, man, gay dude at my job, one of the best we had at the front desk. He died of a heart attack. Black dude, mm. and um, his mom called us and they were trying to get money. Yo, we paid for his funeral, man, you know?
1: That's love.
2: Look, man, nobody said, yo. he's gay. Forget that dude. Nah, man, that's not who I am. You see, the thing is, they try to paint you in a picture that if you disagree with them politically, that you are homophobic, you are this. No, I disagree with your political views. We not on one accord with that. As a human being, you're a human being. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, just because of your lifestyle choice, I'm not gonna sit around and and, and cheer when something bad happens to you, or wish bad Or Like I got bigger fish to fry. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, That's yeah. small level thinking, right there. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Look, look. Am I making sense? You man? making
1: sense? Let me hop into some super chats real ahead, fast. Um. Endgame said, uh wait, no, Vado said, uh, uh, I hate the fact that most black and Hispanic communities are Democrat led and they aren't allowed to legally own guns because of Democrat laws. Real talk. Endgame, Fatal Super Chat. He said, This school interview was priceless. This would rival the Sonny Johnson interview. Yeah, Sonny Johnson interview. Great. Thank you, Endgame. Um, Super Sean uh 95499, he said, uh, Mr. Schoon, I salute you. Uh keep schooling, these young folks. Vado, said, uh, Black Lives Matter turned into White Antifa and Trans Lives Matter co-op had to edit message because they wouldn't allow me to send. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the algorithms is playing. I got one more question and we am gonna let you get out of here. Respect your oh, time. No, bro. Um civil rights movement I'm very, very critical of. Um ever since I got my conscious mind uh, a few years ago, uh I've been kinda of leery about that movement, civil rights movement. Fifties and sixties. What do you make of it? What do you, What do you think they went wrong, or, or what, what's your what, what do you make of that?
2: I, honestly, I think, um, you know, within thirty five years of of the the end of slavery, we had black millionaires in this country, mm-hmm. right? and that was able to happen because our economy was segregated black people were forced to do business with black people so the smartest of the black people naturally rose to the top you see because people are not equal equality is a farce there's no such thing as equality there's only authority and a hierarchical order that's it you dig what I'm saying? Like, yo, so in within our segregated community, the, the thinkers, the, the ones who were ingenious, they rose to the top and all the money came to them. What happened was they weren't content being the black elite. They had their eyes on the white elite. They wanted parity with them. Mm. So they fought for integration. Or the white elite saw that there was so much money in the black community, and tapped into the black elite and said, "Listen, let uh, me push this movement here, and so on and so forth." A story that I was told is that Jackie Robinson, right? He's a hero, but to the owners of the Negro League, he is not a hero. Right? They were actually trying to get Major League Baseball to integrate with the Negro Leagues. But when Jackie went for himself, he opened the floodgates and undermined them. And only the very best of the Negro Leagues went into the Major League Baseball. And you know how much hotels, stadiums, all the things we talk about owning teams and all this shit, Mm -hmm. we had this already. But the obsession with what white people have and emulating them, is what made us dismantle it, and and in exchange we dismantle our economic infrastructure for a chance to apply for jobs at white-owned companies,
0: mm.
2: and and for some people, you know, you know they got to they got to lay down with white people. I mean that meant enough to them that they would just give everything away for it. You know, I I, I mean, whatever. But to answer your question, I think the civil rights movement. It succeeded in integrating our economic infrastructure, which was bad. And now you got people talking about, they got apps so you can know where black businesses are. And just, It don't matter, y'all ain't gonna support it anyway. Y'all gonna take your ass to Mr. Charles or whoever the fuck else <laughs> you celebrities is talking about on the Instagram. <laughs> you ain't going to the hood. You know who goes to the hood and support the black business? Who, Waibo? Of course, cause they love a safari. They
1: go. I just went. I just went to Plainfield. I went to Newark and had some Jamaican food the other day.
2: You understand? It's yo, an adventure for them. Yeah. No, look, it's an event. I said they like going on a safari. You gonna build your business? They gonna be the ones coming, cause we are gonna be going where to all the five star joints in Zagat or whatever the hell. Man, look, man, yeah. it just is what it is, and um. When, when we talk about fixing our community, bruh, it starts with our value system. We gotta correct that and move forward from there, mm. you know. And um, we just gotta really start loving and supporting each other more, man. Stop worrying about white people, man. Stop letting white people live in your head rent free. Mm. Stop worrying about what they do and what they would do. And if I was this, you ain't that, man. And let's just deal with it. And make it better for our kids and their kids. And that that's all I really got to say about it, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh the black elite and the white liberal elite like to keep us harping over, you know, white supremacy, this, that, and the third, for the purpose of distracting us from what the real solution is,
2: building an economic base. Uh, uh, look, let, let let me let me say this, man. The more anybody Emphasizes race, the less I trust them. The more any black Mm. person do that, the less I trust them. Mm. Because race is like a cottage industry for a certain group of uh, black intellectuals and activists and so on. They can't wait for some racial shit to pop off because it gives them purpose. You know, they could write a book about it. They can be on CNN talking about, and they recite all the history. They know all the shit tied together and to make it sound like something, one big word salad. You know what I mean? But the, the, the truth of the matter is, bro, the black elite, what they have done, right? Do, do, first of all, DuBois was right. There is a talented 10th, but that is across the board. There's right. a talented 10th in the white community. There's a talented tenth in the Latino community. You think you think all Jews are smart? You think oh you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like you're yeah. There's a talented tenth, but guess what that talented tenth does in every community? Provides infrastructure. They, they safeguard the hundred percent. Mm. The ten percent do the work. Do ten percent do ninety percent of the work? Right. But building the community, providing opportunities, so on and so forth. But the difference is, in the Black community, is that our 10% opens the door for every other 10% to come take advantage of us. Instead of them build a community, right, what they do is they facilitate our exploitation because they're either too lazy or too stupid to build it up, or they don't have enough heart. You know what I mean? Every 10% is responsible for the success of that community. Our ten percent—they just good at sh- look at me, everybody dancing on tables like like that bozo Diddy and all the rest of them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it it it's not cool, man. It 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 is not it is not cool the way how we've been exploited, and it's being done through people we look up to. It's it's it ain't it ain't right. So when I when I when I when I when I when I call them out. It's not because I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what they whores, man. They whores. Why would I be jealous of a whore? You understand what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs>
0: like,
2: yo, yo, look, man. So they somebody else's bitch. Yo, because that's what they are, bro. Yeah, they got to get that, up in the morning when that, that man tell them to. They they could they do more than that. Mm. They do they do more than that, man. And that's why they really careful. Look, man. Real real talk, even with the film, right? Uh-huh. So now the girl that owned Baller Alert, her name is Robin. She's at least she used to, I don't know if she's still on it, but she used to own, um, she she's a friend of my son mother, right? Yo, uh-huh. so I reached out to her about promoting the film on Baller Alert. She told me, she said, listen, we give you the friends and family rate. I said, all right, what's that? I didn't ask for a discount or anything. Right? Yeah. She, she said, $500? I sent her the $500. She never ran the spot. She sent me back the $500. Right? She never promoted the film. Now, she could have, now, now I'm going to tell you, she could have told me that, you know, now nah, I can't do that. This isn't. The, the right fit for me, you right, know what I mean? Right. I would have respected that. Right. See, yo, look, man, when I ask somebody to do something, I don't feel entitled like they have to do it, mm-hmm. but I would appreciate you just being honest with me. Right. Why would you tell me you're gonna do it, tell me you're gonna give me the friends and family rate, get the money, don't do it, then send me the money back. Mm. And the only thing I could think of, right, is that somebody said something to her.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not faulting her, but I, I, I'm putting it out there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Because mm. it's gonna make the rounds. Somebody um, paying some bills somewhere said something. Somebody said something. There's people who don't want me to win. Mm. And they they look like me. I, I, you dig what I'm saying? Right. And they and they look like me. Yeah, I believe somebody told her, that. and she just she she. And hear me out. This is my son's mother's friend, and like my son's fake ass godmother. And yo, wow. So this this is what yo. My problem is not white people, man. <laughs> That's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> you dig know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: my first and foremost problem is us.
2: <laughs> yo, champ. You uh, what I'm saying? You uh, feel what I'm saying. I definitely
1: yeah. saw that recently, like within the past few years or so. I'm like, I would say when Black Lives Matter emerged and everybody was calling me Hotep, I started slowly realizing, like, damn, the problem
2: ain't even the white man no more. The problem is us, this black no, elite. It's, and, and we just conditioned to go at each other. We know that it's safe, you know, we know that it's safe. We're not going to offend anybody who we care about, shit like that. We got a lot of internal issues, man, and I think I think talking about police and all that is just a, a distraction. And th- this is another thing I wanted to say: the internal fighting that we have as Black people is not uncommon. It, it's in every group. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I know some Israelis, man, and they. They complain about the ultra Orthodox in Israel. They mm-hmm. say they don't serve in the military. They don't do anything. They just pray, pray, pray every day. Yeah. You know, like they, yo, they, they got their issues, bro. Everybody right. got their issues. But for, for us, man, we, those same people who have issues, they always have an outside galvanizing force. For the Israelis, it would be the Palestinians or terrorists. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For the Europeans, pre-slavery, they—I mean, Europeans killed each other and been killing each other like like nobody's business. They didn't just get treacherous when they got to Africa. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They some vicious motherfuckers. They—they're the most prolific killers to ever set foot on the planet, bro. Mm. That's how they got on top, right? You know, it wasn't for making those statues over there in, in Greece and Rome and shit. Yo, they were laying folks out, but they got a lot of practice on each other first, right? And the thing is, for them, slavery was their outside galvanizing force. It it gave them an incentive not to kill each other, wage war on each other as much when they can just go over here and make money and, and go to the new world and open up opportunities because the old world whoever was in pocket was in pocket yes. it's like I got mines and man you you better take that that three month trip to to god knows when and stake your claim over there and they did and they did but they had to leave and go out and and they they came together as a force to fight the outsiders they were stronger than those outsiders so it worked for them it worked for them when they got to africa because they were more uh, militarily ready and capable same thing when they got to, to mexico and south america aztecs and incas and uh, you could talk about all this fucking st- uh, pyramids and shit you want but when them folks showed up man blood flowed like like rivers you understand what i'm saying but for us as black people we try to use the police as that galvanizing force or we try to use white supremacy. And you know what the difference is, why it doesn't work? What's that? Because all these other groups, when they use an outside galvanizing force, they are stronger than that force. Oh. So it ensures victory. We are not stronger than the force, we, the galvanizing force we're trying to use, oh. you understand? So we we like, we, we setting ourselves up to take Ls oh. repeatedly, brah. Because I, I, I get the whole concept of having a galvanizing force, a target, an outside target. Yes. Like yo, enemy. every group has that.
1: Yeah, Christianity got it. Yeah. Every
2: every group has that force. Yes. The thing that they target and be like, this is what we all we all on the same page.
1: Yeah. If it's, long, the, if it's the if you right side. wing, you, you talk about the socialists. If you socialists, you talk about Boom. Trump. Yeah,
2: everybody got it, man. Right. The difference is. When they got opposition to bring them together, it's for a victory. Mm. We got opposition to bring us together. And here we are 60 years later, still talking about the same issues that we thought we overcame in 1964. Because we are going up against a force that's stronger than us, a force that has co-opted us, a force that, look man, a force that has broken us up into different subsets now we feminists and we lgbt and we socialists and we capitalists and all we are thoroughly decimated bro mm. thoroughly and, and i don't even like to waste my time talking to dudes that's too too grown that don't know better i just focus on the kids because my hope mm. is in the kids man and and, and last mm-hmm. but not least man i think this COVID thing it did a good thing by stopping this goddamn entertainment bullshit, man. Oh, yeah,
1: the entertainment I mean, just took course. a big hit, yeah. No,
2: no, yeah, man. We, we we needed to go cold turkey from that shit, man. Them little wow. young, yo, they they don't need to be listening to that shit, going, going to see none of them people or nothing. Mm-hmm. They need to be focusing on something else. And I'm not blaming the artists or the music, but it is a severe distraction, and we just aren't, we just aren't strong enough, or willing, to just put something to the side and get our mind right, man. It's all escapism. It's all escapism, and I'm I'm about I'm about confronting challenges, man, and obstacles, and dealing with them. Everybody running from them, man. I don't want to see no more thirty-five-year-old dudes talking about I'm working on my mixtape, man. <laughs> you don't have no fucking rap career, man you what i'm saying like, you, know, <laughs> you understand what i'm saying not not, not to be a Donny downer but yo man give it up man chill yeah do, do you know at 30 years old when i was when i was 20 the 30-year-old dudes what they was doing they was coaching pee wee football in little league and stuff man they had a wife and kids and all that shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody their second childhood dudes wait till 30 to be the cool kids they never was man you, know, you understand what I'm saying? How you wait till you're an adult to be the cool adolescent that you never was? Uh, that's and That's what happens. I see it. I see them all the time, man. All the time.
1: Uh, living out their childhood and their adulthood.
2: Yo, looking crazy, man. Baseball cap out to the side, all that stupid shit. <laughs> 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 Yo, <yeah. laughs> Yo, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, man, I see the dude was 50 something, man. And, uh, he is a member of the Zulu Nation out in Detroit. He's actually who was responsible for connecting me with Coleman. And um, this dude had the, the big pants on and he looked like he came out of time capsule, man, had his hat to the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did he like, do time? Because sometimes when they do
1: time, they come out still in the time nah. period they went in. Wow. Ah, bro, he didn't do no
2: time, but he is doing time in his own mind, man. He's stuck. Yeah, a lot of people like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, damn. And, 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 and ironically, he connected me to Coleman, but not intentionally, right? Because he was calling Coleman. He said, "I got Senator Coleman Young." I was like, "Oh yeah, Senator Coleman Young. Yeah, I need to put him in the dock." And and he Coleman wouldn't pick up the phone, so I asked the dude. This African cat who was with me came from DC, helping me out. And I said, yo, I said, you get the number, you call. And when the African dude called Coleman, Coleman picked up. Hmm. It was, it was so you, you, look, man, it was all, it was Providence, man, because Coleman saw that 202 number. And if you're a politician in Michigan and you see a DC number calling you, you pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that though, you see? And that's why I got such good faith because things always work out for me in that manner. I can't take credit wow. for everything that happened for me. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: That's a gem right there. Gem right there. I'm gonna hold on to that one, 202. I might need to get me a 202 phone just in case.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, they, they, yeah I, I don't even have a 202 number, you know what I mean? But yo, <laughs> yeah. and, and I didn't know that. But, but Coleman being a politician, he saw 202. You see D.C. calling, you'd be like, huh? Up. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then
2: when you he heard about a documentary and all that, he was like, yeah, let's do it. We went up to Lansing the next day uh, and interviewed him in his office, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: That film was beautiful. But I think you made a great point about COVID because I'm looking at how the entertainers tried to adjust to COVID because they can't do their appearances. Um, they can't do their tours and shows. So their money is hurting right
2: now. Yeah, and, 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 uh-huh. go, uh Go, go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, no, go ahead. I'm about to say, you know, and what's really hurting them is. So you gotta understand, they got money, but they also got a standard of living and a lifestyle. Yeah. And yo, know, I I'll never forget, um, when Murder Inc was on trial, and they was, they wasn't really doing nothing, man. Um. Irv, Irv had like a. Seventy-five dollars or $100,000 a month living expense, bro. Mm. Like, and that was them when they had fallen off. Like these people spend a lot of money. You see, when you don't deal with this kind of money, you don't really understand. You just see them, all these different locations and private jets and designer bags and all that. Yo, they blowing money fast, bro. Yeah. They not, you understand? Like, yeah. yo, they could run through two, $3 million like it ain't nothing, man. Right. They really can,
1: and I think that's what's hitting most of these artists. Is that, that is monthly, what's hitting them
2: because they got enough bread that they can tough it out, right? But they can't keep up the appearances. That same you know?
1: lifestyle. They might have they to get a cannot. smaller apartment, and yeah,
2: right, they got enough money if they invested in and they just chilled. With, but they 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 paint themselves in the corner where they got to be bigger than life because they're not really selling music. They selling lifestyle, and if you're selling lifestyle. You got to keep that lifestyle going. You can't be seen wearing the same thing twice, and so on and so. And everything you you wear is expensive. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, the vehicles, they, you know, they, they, they put themselves on a the hamster wheel, man. Uh, uh, and the wheel does not stop spinning. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not celebrating that they they're not making their money. I'm just glad that the kids. That spell is just some reprieve there, man. Like, give people a chance to get their bearings and get focused on what really matters in life. Because who really knows what's going to happen, man? I don't think things are ever going to go back to the way they were, ever. Mm. I don't. It's a new normal. It's a new normal. And the new normal ain't simply wearing a damn mask. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. It's a real new normal. They coined that phrase for a reason. I don't think it's going back, man. I just don't. I think a lot of jobs are not coming back. A lot of businesses are not coming back. They, I, it's, I wouldn't be in no rush to spend a no whole lot of money right now, period. Mm. You know.
0: Mm.
2: It's almost looking like there might be a currency reset, but I don't know enough about these things to elaborate on it. But one thing I do know is that if they're giving away all this damn money, the money must not be worth shit. Uh-oh. That's what
0: <laughs> <laughs> You too. Look.
2: Yeah, look. If it was worse, so they wouldn't be getting away yeah. like that. They know something, you understand? Yeah. Like and I can't give you the particulars, but that's just me,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's big. That's big. Damn. Huge. Um the, the the celebrities have moved to OnlyFans though. Amidst the COVID crisis. I
2: heard, I heard something about that. You know, I, I got a brother, he, he owned a strip club and he was telling me the strippers are only OnlyFans, but the, the money he said they're making is astronomical. It could be true, but I don't know. I, I think a lot of people just be lying, hyping themselves. No, it is
1: true. Yo. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I didn't yeah. see the receipts. I'm not oh, saying wow. all of them is making that money because all of them are definitely not making that money. Yeah,
2: we, we only get the best case scenarios. I, I know yeah. how it going. Yeah. yeah. We get the best case scenarios.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I think Cardi did eight million on OnlyFans last month. Did she? Oh, yeah.
2: And oh
1: man, she's killing it. I know a girl personally who I created her brand and she did I want to say close to six figures in her first 30 days. Damn. I don't even, I don't think she went back to work. i mean you can't make 100k in a month and and think about going back to work
2: nah (laughs) gotta parlay that right (laughs) you gotta parlay that yeah that look man i'm surprised people still got money to pay for Uh, again you know what man i just i gotta keep reminding myself man that i'm at a different level uh mentally like i ain't i ain't never been one for all this porn and all that shit like that man yeah. I, you know like whatever man but i guess some people it's a big deal to
1: them you know what i mean yeah. well I, you know the reason why i brought that up is because you were concerned about the children and the culture and it was like on one hand they can go to the tour and get this coach but now it's like only fans even beyonce shouted it out on her song about only fans it's like well is there this social media culture of debauchery that has grown from COVID instead of the...
2: See, see that's like out of my wheelhouse, man. I, look, my brother just told me about OnlyFans like two weeks ago. That's the first Oh, one okay.
1: Okay, so yeah, and so I like, still new know to you, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, and then somebody posted something with the dude, Tiger. With some, yeah, and I'm just like. So when I saw that, I was like a little familiar because my brother had told me. Uh, Because my brother, he was also telling me how the strip club, nobody, he said, got COVID in the strip club. He said, but the money did slow down when the stimulus money ran out.
1: Oh, okay. They
2: was in there with their stimulus checks, making it rain. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the strip club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, somebody was using that stimulus to get stimulated in some I funny mean, way.
2: Listen, man, you know. Uh, again, I told you, it, it got to go back to culture and values and stuff, man. Right, right. We we mismanaged so many opportunities, and we we dropped the ball a lot, man. You know, yeah. Jason. Unless,
1: Jason Whitlock said the NBA has, I mean, the NFL has created more black male millionaires than any other um, industry ever. And I thought that was a prolific statement and it's just like, well, what do we have to show for it now, right?
2: You know, he he would know, you know, funny thing about Whitlock, right? So when I first talked to Whitlock, we first got on the phone, you know, Whitlock asked me. What? He said, Man, what's your level of education, man? Uh he said, is is this really you tweeting all this stuff? <laughs> 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 and he was serious. Yeah. He wasn't offensive, disrespectful. Right. He was just, yo, I said, Yeah, it's me, bro. <laughs> like, <yo. laughs> He said, he said he didn't even think I was a real person. He said he thought it was like a team of people. <laughs> using. My... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's impressive. Yeah. That's flattering. What he
2: told me, man, I said, oh, man, I said, yeah, I said, it's me, champ, it's just me. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: what was that, what was that union like? Because I saw y'all together in D.C. about three years That's ago. That's right,
2: yeah, yeah. That was the first time we actually met when you saw us.
1: Right, yeah. right.
2: We had spoke on the phone a couple of times, um, and, and we met there, and then we hooked up in LA a couple of times. You know what I mean? Okay. I probably go out to Nashville to see him.
1: What's your so, relationship like?
2: Yeah, it's cordial, man. Okay. It's cordial. We good. We good, man. Are
1: y'all are y'all working on business things, or it's more like two dudes of wisdom kind of
2: exchanging ideas and thoughts on, on what's happening? We there? we building we building a um. We building a bond, man. Building a relationship. It takes time, you know. We kind of like in different spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitlock, he uh, he's definitely doing big things over there, and right. um, I wish him the best. Privately, he's expressed certain things to me about his intentions mm-hmm. about doing things down the road, you know. But we'll see. Right. We'll right. see. We're very comfortable with each other. I'll say that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, his dude, Wendell Brown, who was locked up in China over there for like a couple, three years. When he came, when he came back, he got released. Whitlock, I think, did some work behind the scenes to get him released because he he went to Ball State like Whitlock. Mm-hmm. And Wendell is from Detroit. And when he got to Detroit, I got him. I got with him and my, and my people, you know, I mean, we be helping uh, Wendell out. I'm hoping Wendell will run for office mm-hmm. as a state rep or something, man. Okay. Smart young dude, um, humble. And he just they just, they just had him on the news uh last week because it was one year since he'd been released. I got him with Coleman. Mm-hmm. He was um personal trainer for Coleman, helping Coleman lose weight, because Coleman needed to lose some weight. And and Wendell is like, you know, yeah. like like this is the type of things we do. You understand? Yeah. Whitlock helped Wendell out. Window get to Detroit. That's Whitlock, man. I look out for him right. in Detroit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that. That 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 we so we rock and we building and we we we, we and along the way, man. We we doing what we can for brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whitlock does a lot for people behind the scenes. I, I, he may get mad at me for saying this. I think a lot of what he does online and, and even when he was on TV, it's like a character, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You know, I'm not saying that he doesn't mean the things he say, but I think he's very conscious of how he, he rubs people and it's it's part of his persona, you okay. know, his his, on, his online and, and professional personality. Right. And But behind the scenes, that dude does a lot mm-hmm. for black people. I won't say, because he don't talk about it. Right. I, I think he sees himself as a modern day Booker T. Washington. Okay. And if you know the history of Booker T, you'll understand what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, 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 that's dope, you know? that's yeah. dope. Jason Woodlock, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Great yeah. talk. Oh are you? Curtis, thank you very much for your time tonight, man. Oh, man, my pleasure, bro. This is a, a epic conversation. Um, oh, man. A, a long time coming. Glad we had this. Uh, whatever you need from the Hotep, Hotep Nation, Hotep Jesus, you let me know. You got our full support here. Um mm-hmm. Black Uh Black, White, and Blue Film was a classic. I loved it. I'm gonna have my kids sit down and watch it. Make sure y'all check that out. The link is in the description box below. Black, white, and blue film.com. Directed by uh Asia Norris, narrated and um produced by uh, Curtis Kong. Thank you very much, bro. You have a good night.
2: All right, man. Good night to you and the hotel Nation.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> <My man. laughs> All, right.
2: All right,
1: bless up, bless up. Okay, bro. That was uh Curtis School. Classic interview guys just witnessed. Um straight up history. This was just created and um was expressed uh by one of our OGs, Curtis school the audio version of this interview will be up on soundcloud.com slash Otef Nation. One uh, of my daughter gets it up <laughs> within the next few days, hopefully. So look out for that. Um, I'll be back next week. I got MoFax. I got Michael Malice. Um, uh, and a couple more interviews. I'm looking to schedule, but those two are, are actually scheduled and ready to go next week. Y'all y'all look out for that. Make sure y'all, before y'all leave, subscribe if you haven't. Hit the like button to bump the algorithm uh, on this thing, on this YouTube thing. And uh, this has been an uncomfortable conversation. Thank you very much. Shout out to my mods. My mods are amazing. Catch Therapy Raider. Shout out to Trish. Trish always holding me down. Chad Brody, appreciate y'all. You Kent know, So much love. Thank you for um, holding me down. Guys, much appreciate, and I hope you guys enjoyed this broadcast. See y'all next time.